It's the best day of the week. Today is the day that you have chosen to listen to the Wrestling Mayhem Show. This is DJ Lunchbox, putting it the fuck down for you. Let's fucking do this. Monday night, you know it must be raw. Leaders being a whore and not wearing a bra. Seen his damn belt still spin around his waist. I can ship it around so what comes out of his face. Tuesday night and it's EC Dub. Michael Q. Knoxville, join the club. If he's taking the shit, scream out, boo boo. This ain't EC Dub, and we can tell that too. Wednesday night, ROH on DVD, the best wrestling on the planet to the nth degree. Joe Damon's delirious, Daniel Sidney, Kimikaze, Homicide, the Rock Wilder, and Kansas Kobashi. Thursday night, TNA on Spike. Bruce is broken, so that means I'm drinking blood tonight. Shut up and show me the damn next division and get SoCal balance in my line of vision. Friday night SmackDown, this is all life. Kicking back, watching wrestling every night. Kenny, Boogeyman, Helms, Hardy, Guerrero, London, Kendrick, and Steel and Show. RWF Sion in the weekly features. You're a student, we are the teachers. Shout out to Joe's group and to the D's. Putting it down for a villain with the grace of ease. Wrestling Mayhem Show. Ladies and gentlemen, like it's your Wrestling Mayhem guess. Show. 188, the post You can't version. fuck with us. We are right here, right here, well, we're right here where we always are, right. but still, we are right here, it's the Wrestling Mayhem Show, 1884, October 6th, 2009, of course, a lot of shit going on, what? 188. 188? What'd I say? 184. Whatever that number is, it's all divisible, whatever, I think, whatever. I think. You got it? We're you good. got it? We're good? We're, we're good. good. We're good. We're good. Okay. All right. We're good. We're good. Tonight we got a really big show lined up. We got uh, at least two call-ins. Is that second one confirmed? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Well, first of all, we got uh, the man himself, Sterling James Keaton, fresh off of a two-week European tour. We're going to be asking him about that and a lot of other things. Get your questions in real quick. Uh, uh, put them into good times good at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Um, also, uh, be sure to call in uh, 412-206-9670. That's WMS0. Uh, if you want to put in some voicemails, we'll see them pop up during the show. If we dig what we're seeing in the transcription, if we can understand the transcription, uh, we'll we'll do some stuff. Okay, uh, we just started the show, uh, and also I want to apologize, and I hope I figured everything out this week. Of course, we got a lot of new technology, a lot of reworked technology, and last week's show did not come out as well as I had hoped, as far as sound quality, especially for as as many people we had in the studio. Apparently, there was too much awesomeness, and it blew the board. That's exactly what happened. That is exactly what happened. I I actually awesome. I actually do have a problem uh, 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 monitoring right now, so we we don't really see what's happening as we. Say it. So if I don't hear you, that's because I can't hear you on my headphones. I too can't well. hear you on mine either very well. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that, but I'm seeing the stuff peek over here, and and I think it's good. We're recording on three different machines and talk shoe. We got redundant back redundancy backups all over the fucking place. So let's let's hope wizards. So we have a one out of four chance to get this right. Okay, <laughs> and of course, talk shoe is the last resort. Uh, <laughs> 
So uh, let's get right with it. Oh, and of course, the other caller, uh, Miss uh, Death Valley Dawn Papuka, is going to be calling in because she is angry. Oh, boy. And, I mean, there's some Twitter stuff going on last night. Uh, if you want to go over, check out Lyric Tragedy. That's the QU in there somewhere. Uh, there was, there was, she was pretty pissed. And uh, I, I, whether you're going to agree with her or not, I think it's going to be quite entertaining, from, judging from what I saw last night. Mm-hmm. Um so we'll be getting into that. Uh, let's get right into fan mail because we got about 20 minutes. We're going to be calling SJK and see what's up with him. All right. All right. Well, you don't have a computer, do you? But I have something else. That you have something else it, that can read email. That will make it go as well, soon as it turns sideways. Excellent. <laughs> it's time now for the Wrestle Fan Mail. Yeah. Hell in a Cell seemed like a very decent pay-per-view, but just like I said on the Mayhem show, the X utterly destroyed Legacy. S. Cody gets carried out on a stretcher in the end, so does that mean that we'll be off TV? What the fuck? But also, big ups to the new United States champion. He's the Miz, and he's awesome. Also, John Cena leaving SmackDown, leaving for SmackDown, will be the biggest kick in the pants to SmackDown, just as they seem to be looking good. TNA was TNA as usual. They, they did get just the Batista as well, so... You... You know. TNA was TNA as usual, but I would like to make an announcement. If speculation is true and TNA eventually does hire Hulk Hogan, I'm holding a boycott of all the TNA product. We've heard, we've heard Wait, that one did, before. Nothing new. Fan. You've said that. Nothing new. Also, major big ups to SmartMarkVideo.com. I received their DVDs I ordered yesterday. However, one was the wrong DVD. After contacting them, they are sending me my DVD free of charge, and I can keep the other one. Smiley face. A wrestle fan. Nice. He was telling me about this the other day mm-hmm. uh, on one of the chat thingies uh i don't know there's so many somebody contacts me like through facebook through gmail in so many ways text um, messages but uh yeah that's fucking cool that means he has a lot of uh stuff to review because uh somebody just kind of got access to the site yes. uh this past week so we want to welcome also the, uh, the the dvd that he got that he wasn't supposed to get mm-hmm. uh was autographed by one hallow wicked nice yes Nice. Now, is he part of Delirious's group uh, yeah. out there? As far as, as far as I know, I believe that he teams with him a lot. I don't know, I, actually, because I don't have any Chikara DVDs, um, because, you know, I'm a fuck-up, as a <laughs> wrestle fan would be so happy to point out, because they were having their $1.99 sampler sale, and I missed it. Yeah, that's definitely... I, I wish I had the, the, the time to go uh, go grab that. Mm-hmm. Um and if somebody can tell me how the fuck you get co-hosting to work, because I definitely have a different second can camera this evening, so we can put some action on the lunchbox and, and me separately, baby, so I'm not just kind of in his way up here. Um, uh, you know, let me know. Oh, you know, I should probably start broadcasting over here. <laughs> was that the end of your email, sir? That was the end of that email. Okay, you, uh, well, I'll do... We'll do, uh, Mad Mike had a couple of things. First, of course, he's got some questions for our uh, guest of honor this evening. And uh, he has the top ten things that had me scratching my head this past week. Mm. All right, help me out here, Lunchbox. Number ten. That's a good one. Uh, Taker versus Punk being first on the pay-per-view card. Yes, very weird. I thought we were going to get like an uh, the Elimination Chamber deal where uh, we had we had the SmackDown defense right. first. I've heard rumors. Rumors as to why that happened. Okay. Was this um, the dress code uh, the dress rumor? dress code rumor about this Punk. Dress code that... Getting shit or C- something. CM Punk supposedly not abiding by the dress code, so he lost the belt. Yeah. Uh, I believe Jim Ross uh, was quoted on his blog as saying, uh, please stop it with this crap. Um, <laughs> number nine. Uh, ding, 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 ding. 
Had to think about that one for a second. I uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, that's fine. That's fine. It worked though. We're Texans. Drew McIntyre and our truth were on. We're on after both world title matches. Yes, or as I like to say, our uh, truth and grown up Brian Kendrick. You see it? Yeah, I can, yeah, yeah. I can see it. Yeah. Uh, he will be known as that from. I mean, that will be my, my Knox Grown, grown up Brian Kendrick, yeah. Speaking of which, Mike Knox uh, and Matt Hardy on, on the pre-show this this uh, past Sunday. Mike so. Knox does good things. Uh, well, he lost, but other than he was there, so yeah, we'll give him that. He's, he's, you know, All Mike right. Knox. Number eight. <laughs> did you just choke on it? I did. What the hell? <laughs> go, go. Go, number eight. No, that's good. That's good enough. Uh, the whole Hornswoggle Chavo thing, uh, you know, it's one of those things. That's awkward. Mean, I mean, I, crotch chops. I really, yeah, yeah, that was random. Uh, and kind of disturbing. Yeah. Um, number seven. Bazinga. The old footage of Toy Story 1 during the intermission. <laughs> I take it as a live note. Of course, uh, Mad Mike uh, was live at Hell in a Cell. Uh, he put lots of calls in during the show, during the during that show. Oh, yeah. I don't know how much of them are decipherable because of the crowd noise. We're going to try to take a look at them. Maybe we'll post them before or after the show. So maybe you already heard it. Maybe you'll hear it later. Stay tuned. Uh, number six. Watcha! Women, just in general. I don't think this has to do with wrestling anymore. Uh, number five. Some on my shirt. Uh, Taker Punk not ending in Hell's Gate. That is true. After uh, after Teddy Long. Uh, just legalized it a few weeks ago. Yeah, that shit's awkward. I don't, I don't know what's yeah. going on there. Uh, well, then again, it's not predictable. Then uh, number four, foot cancer. Foot cancer? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> from a previous conversation with me and Jarman. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> don't do reggae music, sword. They will give you foot cancer. Where we on? Where we on? Did I mention the Miz yet? Uh, no. Okay, why Miz couldn't win on pay-per-view, yet got it on Raw? You know what, they always do that. I mean, I mean, we had, like, Batista win the belt, but just drop it the next night. We've had, you know, it, it's it's something they do for some reason, and we don't understand why, other than to make Raw more exciting. Mm -hmm. Especially when you have so much going on in the pay-per-view. I can see that. Yeah. Number three. Bum, 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 Etsy. Did DJ Lunchbox win a game of fantasy football? Did I? Against Chad the Shad? I may have. Rather vengeful, I might add. It may have happened. At, I, at one point, you had like twice the points as Chad the Shad. Yeah, it was real, real good to have uh, Steelers on your team this week. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. I'm, I'm actually a little bit pissed off. Why? He fucking fucked up my perfect record. <laughs> I, was, I was expecting to go through the season and not win at all, and I fucking beat Chad the Shad. What the hell? What the hell, man? It was easy, too. I only swapped out one fucking player. I mean, it was as easy as beating him in the ring back in the day. That's true. That's true. Okay. What okay. the hell? <laughs> what the hell? Fantastic. This week I'm going up against the the uh, Gods of Sack. Gods of Sack, who I just handily beat for the new, uh, the new uh, 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 squash of the week, or whatever it's called on there, presented by Toyota. Plug, plug. Nice. Pay us. Hey, yes, bitches. Uh, number two, uh, uh, DX main eventing the pay per view. Well, they did the, do the most destructive and interesting stuff of the entire show, so I, I think we got to give them that. 
I don't think it was okay. it was terribly misguided. <laughs> you know. So uh, and I apologize to you, stream. I may crash you out because I'm trying something really cool and new, which means my computer probably can't handle it. So, uh, <laughs> you all right back there? Yeah. All right. Flying elves. All right, and this works. You should get video now in Ustream, and I'm in the corner, and I'm going to hide. I'm going to hide right here. All right, we'll, we'll fix that in a little bit. Number one! Uh, ding, 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 ding. The Dallas goddamn Cowboys. I don't know. I don't know what happened with the Cowboys. I I, I'm glad they weren't on my defense then. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and we got a bonus. The top one thing that didn't leave me scratching my head: number one, Russell fan being once again too big for his britches, and me going four and zero. I I think that's more fantasy football. That's more thought. fantasy football, sir. Yes. And he is. is four and zero. That is. Uh, we'll do a rundown of the standings here briefly. Well, I think when we got to put a post up, I think I'll, I'll uh, set myself to do a post later uh, okay. this evening. So, so you don't want me to run down the stand? What? You don't want me to run down the stand? Oh, we want to do that now? We can do that. We, we can, can do that. Do you have that handy? Is the email done? The email is done. Oh, that okay. is all. Well, yes, in that case. I mean, we have more for later, but that is uh, most of it, right, yes. Right. Uh, in first place is, of course, the Mad Mike with, uh, as the White Alchemist, 4 and 0 and 0. And uh, second place is you, sir, Palm That's Free me. Harpies. That's me. I came, I came right back from that, that squash last week. Mm -hmm. I believe... Uh, Three and one and zero. Oh. Yes, yes. Number three is the Cuban Arby's wrestle fan. Two and two and zero. Oh. Number four is Miss Ashley Hoover Radio Superstars. Two and two. Two and two. Uh, number five is Riz's Rampage. I'm not sure whose team that is. Um, I have no idea. It's hard to tell. Uh, also two and two. Number six, the No Handlebar Cyclists. One and three and zero. Oh. And number seven, the Gods of Sack. One and three and zero. Oh. And Pulling up last we place. Should, we, should, we should fill in who these people are for people that don't know. Well, uh, Gods of Sack is the uh, the Doc Remedy. Yes, is that yes. correct? And No Handlebar Cyclist is Chad Shad. Yeah, I didn't even know that for a couple weeks. I thought No Handlebar Cyclist was Doc Remedy. I always confuse them. Uh, They're and, interchangeable. And bringing up eighth place, yours truly, the Magic of Hobos, DJ Lunchbox. There you go. And the match of Hebo, Hebo's Hebo's brought him a victory this week. Hey, hey much to my surprise. Much Actually, to uh, Mendenhall brought me a victory this week. So, what's up now? There you go. Some Mendenhall action for you. Um, what's up, Mayhem Missy in the chat? How you doing tonight? Yo. Uh, we are... What are we doing next? We have another email. We do. You got, got this it. one? I got it. You got this one. This is uh, Sean Soundoff, and he gives us a date, so I don't get confused anymore. Thank you. Oh, I had to reload. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the views of Sean Soundoff may not be the same of the WW, w, WMS. They are the views of Sean Burkhead, so send him the hate mail. So, But you can send a care of uh, good, good times, times at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. So, Hell in the Cell we'll pay-per-view has come and went. I have a major issues with the WWE. Number one, Undertaker beating CM Punk and becoming the new world champ, along with Randy Orton beating Cena to become the new WWE champion. Why should we care about who is world champion if they can't hold on to the belt longer than a month? No. Why should we care about who is world champion if they can't hold on to the belt longer than a month? And it used to be like every two weeks the belt was changing like a few years ago, so I think we can live with like, oh no, we had it for a month. Oh. Yeah, but that was in WCW. They used to... uh, it was even even in the Fed, man. I know. I mean, it's around the time when WCW was around, but mm. still. 
Number two. The Booking of Legacy at Hell in a Cell. I don't think you might... Hold on. I need this text to be bigger. There we are. You One got would, it? You good? I got it. Okay. One would think you might want to make all of Legacy look strong. I enjoyed seeing Legacy running down and jumping DX before the match, then locking HBK in the cell. 80% of this match, Legacy was looking strong. Then Huntor comes back down to the ring with bolt cutters and the burial in the cage starts. First, Legacy looks like a dumbass for not pinning HBK before Hunter came back down. Secondly, Hunter not selling the beating he took makes Legacy look as weak as ever. Weak. As in days. Um, at less, DX has moved on to Jericho, which they refer to themselves as Jericho. This week, yes, thank awesome. you. First time I heard that, I was like, please let them be Jericho mm -hmm. from now on. I had a hard time picking the match of the week, so I'm taking Mrs. Wynn over Kingston to become the new U.S. champion. Now watch his title run last three weeks to bragging rights. Yeah, you could see that. I mean, it could be a toss back. It depends on how, I guess, it depends on how they feel about them. I mean, if you go by that. Yeah. So, you know. Before leaving, I wanted to explain the poor ending to my email last week. I had to rush it because I got a call from my sister and had to go and babysit for her. Until next week, Sean out. Stupid babysitting. Stupid babies. You better got paid. You better got paid. I'm just saying, you better got paid. Um,. Fact. Fact. Check. Um, so that is all the fan mail. Yeah, unless fan mail. one has sneaked in here. Uh, no, sir. No, no, that's uh, that's that's not for this this show. No. No. We're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> We're moving on. Okay, guys. Uh, well, Lunchbox, I, I was a little confused on what exactly we were doing with the music this week. Well, I have to admit, I did send you three. I sent you three songs. You did send me three songs. That is a correct fact. So, um, <laughs> you tell me which one we're going to play, and I'll talk about it. Uh, I like to tell this: no one likes Superman anymore, okay. and I believe these are all from the same group. Am I correct? You are correct, sir. Um, they are a group called I Fight Dragons. They're absolutely fantastic. They become uh, one of my favorite, at the moment, bands. Uh, they're a little poppy, they're a little indie, they're a little rock, they're a little 8-bit. They're absolutely fantastic, and uh, they're, later on this week, an interview done by yours truly will be available and up over at ThoughtfulRiot.com. They do great work. You can check them out at iFightDragons.com. I'll tell you a little bit more about them later. But for now, the name of this song is No One Likes Superman Anymore off their album Cool Is Just a Number. And you, my friends, are listening to Wrestling Mayhem Show 188. Flow 
actually came and he's like, there's the man! Yeah! No one can break the master up! No one! He's like, nobody here can break it! Nobody in the back can break it! He's the masterpiece! Jeez! Who can be that big of a Masters fan? I'm like, man! So, we're leaving after everything and in Mountain Arena there's like this, like, 
side little staircase in order to get to the floor. It's like, it, yeah, I had a time finding to get down there to begin with. It's like this little offshoot. It's like floor, this little sign with the arrow. So we're going up this like cramped stairway, and I'm going up, and here, four people behind me. What do I hear? No one can beat the masterpiece! I'm like, oh, he's behind me! I turn around, flashing the arm thing, going, Nobody on the steps can beat the masterpiece! Nobody can break the master lock! You couldn't break it! You couldn't break it! You couldn't break it! No one can break the master lock! No one ever will! I'm just like, God! He's behind me! Absolutely. And then every I was at the house show and I, you know, Masters came out and I, I thought I heard him. Like, I was like, somebody yelled. I was like, oh my god, he's here! And I, like, I scanned and I was with I was with my girlfriend. She's like, what are you looking for? And I was like, looking everywhere. Like, she goes, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm looking for that Masters fan. He's, he's gotta be here somewhere. And I didn't hear anything. And I was like, oh man, I bet he's somewhere. I hope I hope I meet him one day again. Like he's he's somewhere in Pennsylvania. Like I don't know, maybe not in Pennsylvania. He's somewhere. Seems like the Jeff Hardy girl. Every time, every time I see Masters, I'm like, man, that kid's going nuts right now. He's got like he was he had to be somewhere between like 15 and 18 maybe, like somewhere within age. Yeah, with this like two dollar generic basketball deal. I knew it would pay off. He was screaming like, no one, you you couldn't beat the master. Shut up, you couldn't, you couldn't. No one can beat the master lock. What's up, You're guys? watching the Wrestling Mayhem Show. This is awesome. Online at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. What's up, guys? This is uh, Wrestling Mayhem Show 188, and uh, we have on the line right now Sterling James Keenan. How you doing, man? Doing all right. How are you guys? All right, man. Now, uh, yeah, we kind of hit you up last minute. You just came off a European tour. Uh, tell us how that went, man. I'm uh, still jet lagged. As a matter of fact, I was half asleep when I woke up and realized I had to do this thing. Um, it went really well. It was really cool. It was another tour for NWE. Um, First one we've done in about, I think about five months. Uh, we hit France. We did four shit, four or five shows in France. Then we, uh, had a couple of days off in Malta, which I actually wasn't even sure where that was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, for those of you listening, which I'm sure someone doesn't know where it is because I didn't, I had to look it up on, uh, Wikipedia. It's in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea. It's actually south of Sicily. And that's a beautiful little island. I had no idea. I mean, the place was like paradise. And we actually got uh, lucked out. The promoter down there really took care of us, put us up in a nice resort. And uh, a couple nice days off. Unfortunately, I ended up sick for most of those days. But uh, it still was a pretty, pretty awesome experience. Excellent, excellent. Did you drink some of the water? Uh, you know what? As a matter of fact, I got checked out by a doctor a couple days later. I actually got sunstroke. Um so I guess the sun there was a bit stronger than the sun here in beautiful, sunny Pittsburgh. <laughs> and uh, I, the first day there, myself and a couple of boys, I know we, as soon as we got there, we, we spent the entire day out by the pool and in the ocean and everything and had a great time. And I paid for it for the next three days. Awesome, awesome. Uh, is any uh, any uh, uh, good good matches came out of that? Any guys that uh, you got a chance to work that you know, wouldn't normally? Um, this tour, actually, no, I worked with a guy from England called T-Bone for the first, the first leg of the tour, and, uh, 
we have a solid match and nothing, nothing that, you know, outstanding. And in multi, I sort of come into the last few nights. And, um, I'm actually, he's one of my least favorite people in the business to work with. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so nothing, nothing noteworthy there. Awesome, awesome. I see there's some, uh, some cool pictures on your, on your, uh, MySpace page over at, uh, was it myspace.com slash Sterling James Keenan. Alright. Uh, there's, there's a couple of images on the, on the, uh, from on the plane, uh, sitting with, uh, Ken Kennedy, Ken Anderson now, of course, and, uh, Chuck Palumbo, uh, who's been a, an old time favorite on this show, old Chucky P. Chucky P. <laughs> yeah, forgive me, my son, uh, just freaked out. I ran upstairs. Not a big fan of that, but the uh, yeah, this, this, it was a. I've actually known Ken for a little while. Um, never really considered him like a tight friend. I've just known him just you know as an acquaintance. That was actually the first time I ever met Chuck, and uh, man, just two of the, the classiest, coolest guys I've ever met in wrestling. And it was a pleasure tour with him the whole time. Just laid back, and you know, got to tell us, got to hear a lot of cool stories, and you know, I, I like to think I actually made a couple of my true friends guy I'll keep in touch with so. awesome awesome now, now uh, you're pretty well traveled of course you're, you're, you've been all around here in the United States and uh, I believe you've wrestled for 1PW over in, uh, in England correct yes so I, so, and I see like, there's a couple of pictures of you being you know, pretty much mod by fans for autographs and everything uh, how do the fans uh, compare on, the, on this tour and the places you've been compared to like England and America um, this tour was, was exceptional um I actually think we were the first pro wrestling tour to actually come through Malta. Um, so that was, it was actually a pretty big deal. I mean, we were, we were on, uh, TV and billboards and posters all through. Like, figure Malta, there's 400,000 people on the island of Malta. And just the city of Pittsburgh alone, I think somewhere around 300,000. Comparable size. And, um, so, I mean, they, they, they hyped Hyped this tour really big style, and uh, but the and the one day we actually went to a a school boys school, and they put us on a little soccer field they had, and let just let the kids out. We literally got mobbed. I mean, these people I've never I would imagine have never heard of me, but just the fact that I was a wrestler was a was such a big deal to them. You know, sign the autograph, take the pictures. It was really amazing. Awesome, awesome. Uh, you think we'll think we'll see you on the upcoming uh, Hulkabania Australian tour, perhaps. Uh, I actually was I was dealing with the guys there about doing that, and uh, it was a, one of these there was business behind the scenes that really I had no control over, all political stuff, and you know between NWE and other parties, and basically it was out of my control. And I I, I started out. I was, actually scheduled to be part of it and then I uh, got I don't want to say I was pulled because I never got the official go ahead with it but uh, so it it's kind of remains up in the air as far as we'll see how the future goes but I mean I'm still I still have contacts there and, and I've been you know made promises for later tours but you know we'll wait and see on that I've learned enough. it's one thing I've learned in wrestling is you know don't believe it that it's written on paper and you sign a contract so 
Awesome. Um, now, of course, let's backtrack a little bit. Uh, us here on the Mayhem Show, of course, we know you from, locally from uh, International Wrestling Cartel, uh, IWC, uh, since we're down there a lot. But the last time we saw you was actually at the, uh, I believe it was the Devil Budokan Memorial Show. And you and you had more belts than I've seen anybody have in, in person. Like I, I, think, I think I saw you come in with a, a gym bag full of belts when I ran into you. Uh, can you tell us about that time? Where did all this come from? That was actually really cool. Um, it, it was yeah, totally unplanned. It just so happened that literally pretty much every company I worked for at the time pretty much decided to put the strap on me. So I kind of, you know, I'd seen it in the old, old gimmick, Ultimo Dragon used to do it, and Great Buddha did it. And uh, I just thought it was cool to have all these belts, and, you know, why not show them all off? I mean, this is very rare to get that sort of opportunity. Um, it ended up being more of a pain in the ass than anything because I had about 25 pounds of belts to lug with me everywhere. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I had, I had belts from England, all through the Indies. Um, I, ended up, I think the devil, devil I won the zero one United States belt, um, from Carino. And I'm trying to... Still there? Hello? Cut out. I think he cut out. Oh no! Oh, technology! These damn, you know, phone lines. I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Let's uh, let's. Hello, hello. All right, uh, Lunchbox, you're yes, going to do a song and dance right now, and we're going to call this gentleman back. <laughs> you got it. You absolutely got it, folks. If you're just turning in, we are currently. Uh, working uh, on returning to our second part of our interview with SJK Sterling James Keenan, uh, the man himself, indie, cl- indie, indie classic. He's a legend on hey, the, well, uh, at least in the southwestern Pennsylvania indie scene. All right, let me and, reach back on. Uh, we've uh, we've got him back. So now part we two, have, uh, part two of our interview with Sterling James Keenan. So we're glad everybody had a chance to go to the bathroom, get a sandwich, and and they can tune in for part two. <laughs> What's up? Uh, we're we're just talking about the the all the championships you got when we when we let you go. Okay, yeah, so, um, I think I left off, I, I, I believe it was like seven or eight adults I had with me, and I gradually, you know, lost them over a period of time, and I actually don't think that I have any in my position currently that I can think of, so, uh, let's get back on that. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I remember, especially at that show, uh, it, it was interesting that you, I think you did win the, the Zero One belt at that show from Carino, right? Right, right. Uh, that's, that's not fair. That's not typical of them to defend that over here, is it? I'm sorry. It, it's not typical of them to defend that over there, over here, is it? You know what? I, I found out after the fact that I believe it was created to be a, a regularly defended title in the United States for zero one is, is almost like a, an American promotion tool. Um, just so you know, the zero one name would be seen here in the states, and you know, I, I was. Initially, deal, I started to deal with them as far as heading over to, to Japan to do some work for them, and then uh, things changed. I ended up dropping the belt to Ricky Landell in, I think, New Jersey somewhere. Awesome, awesome. Um, and that, that was the last I heard of that. So. Awesome. Um, now, now, 
you're one of the guys that we see on TV every once in a while. Like you've you've done a lot of matches on on you know the old Velocity and Heat. You've been on SmackDown against guys like uh, Mark Henry and and Val Venus. I've actually last time I actually saw you in action was on ROH on HDNet uh, a few months ago. Um, looks like you you, you got a lot of chance to get up there and everything on on TV. Um, you know what's it like to to get up there and, and that exposure for you? Yeah, Ring of Honor has been really cool. Um, I'm actually still, believe it or not, with them, dealing with them about doing some more stuff for them. Um, it's just been a matter up until now of that stuff that the spot has been enough. Um, you know, they bring in a lot of guys for one shot, have two shots here, here and there. Um, business has been down, as you know, as anyone that follows the industry news online has heard. Um, business in the hole for ROH has been down, so obviously they kind of cut the corners. I was actually scheduled and got uh, cut from, I believe it was, August TV tapings. Um, they, they cut a whole bunch of guys off, and I just have to be a casualty of that. But it's really cool because, I mean, I remember working for Ring of Honor when I first started, then I came to Pittsburgh years ago, and uh, it's just cool to see that the company's grown to something, and it was, it was very professionally run, and, uh, you know, it's cool to see a new new crop of guys get their shot at doing something with national exposure. I mean, it's obviously not a huge channel that everybody has, but, you know, the fact that it's a national product is, it can only help business for everybody involved. And it's just cool to see, you know, a new group of guys get a shot. And I'm just glad to be a part of that, that group. And like I said, I still uh, still keep in touch with the office there. And they, they shoot me emails periodically. I actually think it looks like I'm going to be doing November TV for them as well. Um, Excellent. I hope we see more of you over there. Cool. Um, and that leads into... Oh, we got some? I've got one, yeah. Um, uh, well, now, we've mentioned you've worked uh, worked with WWE and uh, IWC basically all over the place. Uh, what would you consider to be, maybe not your greatest, but your most enjoyable feud? Feud? Yeah. Um, thank you. I would have to say I had a long program with John McChesney here. And it ran between IWC. We actually worked a match in Ring of Honor. Um, and it's, it, we've, I mean, we've worked each other all over the place. I think I've wrestled John about as much as anybody in the wrestling business. And uh, so, so whether, I don't know if it was all technically one storyline feud or what, but it was all, you know, a great series of matches. And he was always a pleasure to work with. Um, and I also had a feud in England that I like to think had a lot to do with me getting over as big as I did with 1PW with a guy called Spud. Um, I don't know how familiar you guys are. He's, he's actually kind of a big deal over in England. This little tiny dude, just, he played the plucky baby face underdog to a T. And we, we had about a probably year-long feud over in England. And, and we, we had some really killer matches. And uh, those two stand out as far as, you know, long-standing feuds. It's hard to, to name really any true feuds especially on the indies and traveling because, you know, shows run so sporadically and companies run here and then they take three months off and it's hard to really build a true feud these days anymore. But those two definitely stand out in my mind. Excellent. Excellent. Um, let's roll into a little bit of, we, we had some user submitted uh, questions here uh, from Mad Mike in the Bronx. I uh, wanted to make sure I get them out to you here. Um, First, he asks, uh, we talked a little bit about ROH. Uh, what do you think of uh, Danielson and Nigel leaving ROH? And uh, 
And uh, would you have done the same thing given the opportunity? Uh, yeah, I can honestly say I'd have done the exact same thing. <laughs> um, I mean, I look at it from a from a company standpoint. Sure, it sucks to lose, you know, two of if not your top two guys, in, in Brian and Nigel. Um, Nigel, especially, I'm, I'm actually really close friends with just from traveling. We've actually spent a lot of time rooming together in, in England and whatnot. Um, so I'm really glad to see those guys get their shot. Um, hopefully it'll, it'll turn into something beneficial and hopefully profitable for those guys. I mean, they've been doing their thing long enough on the Indies and, you know, we can, we've, we've all reached a point where we, we can make some money on, on the Indies, but I mean, everyone knows that with Vince is where the money is to be made. The, the, the true, you know, big money, and I don't begrudge anybody for trying to make that. You know, that's that's all of our dreams ultimately. Um, so I don't see it as them turning their back on the fans, or you know, a lot of fans got bitter and pissed off and thought that they were, you know, turning their back on their rabid fan base. And I mean, I, I know that's not the case at all. They're just basically doing what they want, from, you know, for their future. And I, I can honestly say I do the exact same thing. And you know, like I said, I'm really proud for Nigel. We were actually having a conversation few months ago over in England in the hotel um, you know Nigel's just he was he was complaining to me his body was starting to break down and working that ring of honor style all the time and especially him week in and week out for how many years he had his run with the belt and it, it was really starting to wear him down so hopefully you know being able to work with WWE will extend his career give him people a little more lifespan in the business let him make some money while he's at it excellent um Another question that we talked a little bit about uh, some of the feuds you've had, of course, uh, um, you know, you got your start in IWC, uh, you know, against CM Punk and, and guys like that. Uh, who's your dream opponent that you'd like to like to face up against that you haven't so far? Well, um, I, there's pretty much only, well, there's, I guess there was two that I have, and I, and I wanted to say Raven for a long time, and I actually got to work with him in England last year. Um, and I was actually scheduled about probably about two, two and a half years ago now, I was actually scheduled and advertised to wrestle the Great Muda in England, and due to basically some stupid business decisions on the company's part, they ended up screwing it up and it not happening. Um, Muda ended up not performing for 1PW like he was scheduled to, and, and I, that was, I can honestly say that the single biggest disappointment of my wrestling career because I was, I mean, that, that was it. Muda, if I had to pick an all-time favorite, it's Muda. And, um, you know, I was, I was incredibly excited, like more than anything I've ever been excited for, that I was going to get that match. And then, you know, due to no fault of my own, nothing beyond my control, you know, I, I ended up not getting it. And uh, I, don't, I think I'd, I'd love to work with Ric Flair. I mean, I, I think the chances of that, obviously, now are about nil. But... You know, the, the fan in me would always still like to do that. But as far as that, I mean, I've I've gotten to work with so many guys that, you know, I, that I've never even I've put a thought. You know, I, I remember doing one of these interview shows when I first started, and people were saying, you know, who are your top favorite wrestlers? And I always said Raven. Raven's always one of my favorites. And, you know, now I, now I know him. You know, it, it's kind of it's crazy how, how the business works out sometimes. Awesome. Uh, he also asked, you know, we talked a little bit about guys you met in the business. Uh, who do you think is the nicest guy that you've met so far in the business? Oh, man. It's crazy. That there's so many guys that like, you, you would never expect that, that turn out to just be some of the greatest guys. Um, I, I don't know that I'd be able to tell you a single nicest. 
I mean, there are guys that, that you kind of almost expect to be dicks that aren't, that, that just turn out to be like, you know, the sweetest guys. And, um, you know, like someone like Chuck Palumbo, I would have never thought in a million years I would consider Chuck Palumbo a friend. You know, I mean, it's, it, now, after spending two weeks on the road with him every day, you know, all day long, yeah, he's one of the, honestly, like one of the coolest guys. See, I always judge people in the wrestling business on, as far as, if I could be friends with them on a non-wrestling level, meaning they have interests that I have interests that have nothing to do with wrestling. And that's very rare, actually. That's one of the reasons why Punk and I are friends. And, uh, it's because, you know, we, we can spend an entire day or two together and not mention wrestling. You know, and there's, there's, Surprisingly, few guys in wrestling that can do that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. I can honestly say there's there's no nobody no one person that stands out as being real like really nice, or there's no one that stands out as being like a super dick. I mean, everyone has been. I mean, I've just been lucky or just not, you know caught everyone on good days, but I don't uh, I don't think there's anyone in particular that stands out. Excellent. Uh, I have to ask this for one of the former uh, uh, hosts of the show. Uh, does Chuck Palumbo re- tr- respond to Chucky e. P? He does. He does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're definitely sending him this clip. <laughs> yeah, there was. You know, once once I got to know him, and you know, he kind of become friendly with guys. And I'd, hey, so, you know, hey Chucky e. P. Hey Chuck P. Uh, that's pretty much everyone on the tour referred to him as Chuck e. P. <laughs> but. Uh, he wasn't at all what I expected. You know, I mean, he's he's more of like a laid back surfer type than I. Than, you know, I, I never never would have pictured that. Mm. But uh, yeah, he's, he's a good dude. Awesome, awesome. One last question from Mad Mike. He asks, uh, 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 do, "Do you watch the the television product these days? And uh, is there a preferred uh, you know uh, company or brand that you that you're liking these days?" You know, I honestly watch very little wrestling anymore. Um, honestly, I don't have a lot of time to mm-hmm. do it, uh, but when I do, generally I don't, like last night I came home, I got off the plane, and and uh, I was flipping through the channels, and Raw was on, and I saw Ben Roethlisberger, and I watched it for about eight seconds, and <laughs> just kept, kept flipping through. Um, it just doesn't keep my interest like it used to. I, as far as... If it's not on TV, I don't watch it. I mean, I don't, I don't have the time to trade tapes and, and as much as I like to. I mean, there was a period of time where, my, you know, my brother's a big wrestling fan. And as far as Japanese wrestling and lucha, I actually have, uh, lucha that I can TiVo. One of my cable channels has, has lucha on and, and I TiVo it every week, but I couldn't tell you the last time I actually watched it. But, um, I mean, I try, I, I read, I read news. I read results and whatnot online to try to keep up with what's going on. But as far as actually watching it, I, I couldn't tell you. I try to watch, uh, you know, Punk if, if he's on because I, I he, he was telling me how excited he was with his stuff with Jeff Hardy and his stuff with Taker. So I, you know, I kind of make it a point that if I was around or near a TV, I'd at least try to check that out. But you know, even that's kind of hard to do. It's different. Also, I have I have a one year old son, so my free time pretty much goes to. Uh, I spend most of my day watching Wild 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 and the uh, crazy stuff on Nickelodeon. 
Now, I, I, I have to ask, this question is purely out of curiosity. You mentioned uh, Lucha. You do have a tattoo of a luchador on your shoulder who's uh, who's all beat to hell. Now, which... Uh, is that the luchador? Because I've seen it, and I thought I made this connection. Is that the luchador from, uh, I believe it's the... one of the Street Fighter games? That actually is no, no luchador in particular. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you the story behind that. Um, I was working in a tattoo shop and when I first started I was a body piercer for about five years and when I started working at the shop there was a, a guy that worked there and he, and he found out that I was a wrestler and uh, he was like hey man he goes, I gotta show you this piece and, I, and he, there was just something that he had drawn he had a it came out of his mind he just drew this luchador he, was, he wasn't a wrestling fan or anything he just thought it would be cool to do and uh, he's like, yeah, please, man, let me let me do this on you. And so I was like, yeah, sure. I, got a lot of, I had a lot of bare skin at the time. So uh, I was like, yeah, man, do it. And he, he ended up just doing it. And I think he did a pretty kick-ass job. I still get a lot of compliments on it. But it's, it's actually not patterned after anybody or has no special meaning or anything like that. Other than that being a wrestler, I'm a wrestler. That's it. Thanks. Awesome. Uh, well, of course, uh, you're going to be uh, here in Pittsburgh, uh, I believe, this Saturday for Far North Wrestling. Uh, you're going to be in a three-way dance for the FNW Championship with Scott Fowler and the winner of a 15-man uh, battle royal. Um, and that's uh, this Saturday at the Days Inn Butler. Um, t- tell us about this match coming up. I mean, what's, uh, what's going on in Far North Wrestling? And uh, tell us why people should come out and see it. Well, this is the first FNW show that we've had in a while. Um, the last one was actually scheduled, and yeah, we they ended up getting canceled because the Penguins were in Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Finals. So uh, it was pretty good reason. But I know none of the boys wanted to do the show any more than any of the fans wanted to come to it. So uh, it was kind of a decision by everybody to kind of hold off and do it do it later. So this is the first show in a few months. Grimmett took the summer off after that. Um, the last champion was actually Christian York, and he was originally scheduled to be in this three-way with Scott Fowler and I, and York actually completely retired from the business about two months ago. So we vacated the title um, because we really no other choice to do it, but uh, York, and actually, he's one of the few guys, I got to I gotta take my hat off to him. I got to really respect him. He's a, he's a hell of a worker, and uh he basically just said, you know what, I'm, I'm tired of this. I don't want to do it anymore. And he was, just walked away from it. And, you know, I think a lot of guys should do that and, and never actually do it. And so, I mean, he was actually on top of his game, and he, he walked away. So I had a lot of respect for that. But, uh, yeah, it kind of put, put the promotion in a tight spot when the heavyweight champion just decided to walk away from the business. So uh, we vacated the title and figured we'd, we'd already advertised TLC, so a lot of fans were looking forward to it. So... Excellent. And I see a couple other uh, familiar names on here. Of course, Jimmy Vegas, we know, uh, has been around uh, IWC, and I think he was at maybe uh, PWX a couple weeks ago. Uh, also, Madman Pondo, who uh, I, I happen to know from the uh, JCW and Gathering Days. Uh, have you ever worked with him before? I actually did. I, I spent three weeks in Japan with Pondo. Um, actually, I wrestled Pondo in Corrigan Hall, as a matter of fact. I actually do remember a YouTube video of you and him in a staple gun. Is that correct? Yes. yes. <laughs> Mondo put multiple staples in my head and various other body parts. Ooh. 
But uh, yeah, Pondo and I, it, I Pondo, believe it or not, one of my favorite people in wrestling outside of the ring. He's a, uh, he's a trip, man. He's like, just a real character. I was just a genuinely nice guy. And he's crazy in the ring, but outside, just, just a cool guy. He kind of took me under his wing when, we, when I was in Japan. You know, it was my first tour. I didn't know anybody, didn't know the culture, didn't know any of the customs. And uh, Pondo really looked out for me while I was over there. So, you know, it's, it's actually going to be really cool to see him. I haven't seen him in quite a while. I have to ask, did he tell you the story about when he got the pencil stuck up in his ass? <laughs> I don't believe I heard that one. I, it, was a, it was a JCW seminar, uh, and he told us about, I think he was working CZW, and he, he, he picked the, uh, the bed of uh, pencils, I believe. Uh, yeah. and, and about a week later, he, he, he pulled a, a piece out of his butt. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a good time. <laughs> so on that note, that, is, that show, uh, FNW, you can check them out at uh, Uh That's next Friday, October 9th, 8 p.m., Days In, Route 8, Butler. Um, tickets $17, $15, and 8 for kids, 8 and under. Uh, now, I believe we got one more question, we and do, a request, uh, and we'll let you go. Here at the Wrestling Mayhem Show, we do like to ask... Uh, wrap it up with one what we like to call the Wrestling Mayhem Show's Big Question, which we'll have a better name for at some point. I think it works. I think you should just stick with it. The ah, big okay. question. It's straightforward to the point. Excellent. Uh, well, SJK, the Wrestling Mayhem Show's Big Question to you is, if you had to choose, you could have one or the other. You could either have A, a WWE contract, or two work a long program, let's say, around Europe, uh, with Muda, what would your choice be? Wow. Now, now let me ask you this. If I, if I don't hand, if the contract's not handed to me, does that mean there's no chance of me getting another contract? Or just, you can have one right now for sure, or do you have to worry about it later down the road? Uh, I'd say worry about later down the road. Okay. Um, you know, it's 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 kind of a tricky thing, man. I I'd like to say work the tour with Muda, but it depends on what, what the money is like at this point. I um, you know, I got I got a you know, kid to support and bills to pay, so it's about the money now. Um, and I've been lucky enough to be making some pretty decent money in Europe. Um, if it's the kind of money I've been making, I would say I'd take a tour with with Muda. Um even if it is short-lived, and I would like to think that would, you know, lend me some more credibility for a WWE contract down the road. But, uh, I don't know, man. I, I'd have to say, if right now, if, if I was hitting it in the face and it was, this is the decision right this minute, the big question tonight at 9 o'clock or whatever it is, I'd have to say I'd take a WWE contract. Awesome. Very awesome. Cool. And one more thing. Uh, can we get a liner for you for the Wrestling Mayhem show? Sure. All right, go ahead whenever you're ready. What do you mean, just, uh, just uh, SJK and you're listening to the Wrestling Man show? Yeah, no, no, yeah whatever, whatever you want to do with that. All right. Hey, listen up, this is SJK, Sterling James Keenan. You're listening to the Wrestling Mayhem show. All right, thanks a lot, man. Awesome. Anything else from you guys? No, thanks a lot. <laughs> cool, man, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Alright, Sterling James Keenan, check him out, myspace.com slash 
Sterling James Keenan, FNWWrestling.net. Uh, check out that show uh, later this week. And uh, yeah, that's that was. Thank you, Sash JK, for being being on. Uh, we look forward to next week. We have scheduled Shima Shima Zion. No, leave those days. That's right. <laughs> we, I'm not tearing down my setup. I'm good. I'm good. I mean, don't, we got another one. That's right. I forgot about that. Uh, go check that out. And, of course, go check out everybody else. Um, uh, IWCWrestling.com. we got a show coming up next Saturday mm-hmm. for Boiling Point 4. Um, and uh, get some music. There you go. There you go. NWAEast.com. Uh, and we might be talking about a few more uh, Cleveland fits here in the near future, so we'll see about that. So, uh, Lunchbox, as we uh, cue up the uh, the theme music, I don't know if it still is, but his music for... Uh... For SJK. Sorry. SJK. Sorry, I just had a mental block. Because I want to know... I want to know what is the music. What the hell is Heads Up, Heart Something or Other that I got lined up here? Heads Up, Hearts Down. It is, um, or I guess you consider it the single uh, from iFlight Dragons, available at iFlightDragons.com. Go sign up for their mailing list. Get a bunch of free songs. Uh, send them, follow them on Twitter. They're great, uh, great, good times. Good times over there. Uh, and an interview soon to be up later this week at ThoughtfulRiot.com. I do want to give a shout out to the band for giving me the opportunity, the 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 uh, honor to interview them on their super plush tour bus. Nice. So, um, the song, once again, off of their album, Cool is Just a Number, the name of the song is uh, Heads Up, Hearts Down, and this, my friends, is the Wrestling Mayhem Show 188. Enjoy it.
Hi, this is Virginia, formerly Sick Girl, and you're listening to the Wrestling Mayhem Show. DJ Lunchbox of the Wrestling Mayhem Show. Oh, I'm sorry, champ. I think I ate your chocolate squirrel. At WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Hey, I'm Hutch Jr. from Berg's Eye View. My show's at www.bergseyeview.com. You're listening to the Wrestling Mayhem Show. And if you're checking it live, that makes it Tuesday night. Coming to you straight out of Beachview from the International Studio, a broadcasting powerhouse in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Sorgatron, DJ Lunchbox, Doc Remedy, Mayhem Missy, and some considerable influence from 161st Street. Mad Mike brings it from the Bronx. The outstanding Wrestling Mayhem crew chronicles everything wrestling and sometimes even goes off topic. Check them out on Tuesdays, 8 o'clock at www.wrestlingmayhemshow.com. You can get in on the live chat and all that. Okay, they're going to chop me. See ya. Chachi, don't you chop me. You're going to be mayor one day. You love that every time, don't you? <laughs> it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Fantastic. Folks, we're going to cut straight to the chase here. If well, there's... Oh, you... you. Messed you, up my segue. You told me to you messed up my segue, it. and no, then you ahead, do that part. No, no, we no, just no, no. heard from Pit Girl and uh, Virginia, Virginia Montanez, uh, and uh, and Hutch from Berg's Eye View, because those people will be this weekend at PodCamp Pittsburgh for PodCampPittsburgh.com. We will have several sessions there, including how do you want to start your podcast with the Wrestling Mayhem Show on Berg's Eye View yeah. and Grassroots Podcasting, where somebody will probably get hurt oh, with Should I Drink That in the Wrestling Mayhem Show. Absolutely. And then maybe if people get back to me and this will work out, we will have a music panel of exciting proportions at 11 o'clock at Sunday morning with lots of coffee. Ooh. With, uh, well, we've confirmed uh, Kelly Mays with Nocturnal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it may be just a one-on-one session, uh, especially if you guys don't show up. So please, get oh. up early on Sunday. Screw church. Come to pod camp. It's church for the digital. I don't go to church till the evening, sir. Oh, <laughs> also fantastic. I like. I'd like to find me some some awesome evening church. It is pretty uh, awesome. <laughs> discovery Church. G Spot. I don't think G Spot's in the grassroots. That is. It's new to me. If it is, um, but I'm sure they'll be doing something up there. Absolutely. It's violent enough with just the two groups. <laughs> I mean, you know. And, and really, really, that's that's why you're not on it, Hutch, because I'm afraid you you can't hurt somebody. Hutch will. We, we just somebody. we just attempt. That's correct. We just attempt. He's trained. Speaking of which, <laughs> speaking, speaking of, of violence, speaking of violence, if there is one thing we like here on the Wrestling Mayhem Show, it is violence. We do. We do enjoy it. And nobody executes violence with more panache, panache, panache than Miss Don Papuga. Fifty cents. I got fifty cents. You got 50 cents. 50 cents for use of the word panache. What's up, Miss Dawn Papuga? There's a lot to be pissed off about this week, Mr. Uh, Lunchbox. It's There's a lot. Lay, lay it it's on us, Lay it on us. Uh, have you touched upon the disgrace that was raw last night? We have touched briefly upon it. Only slightly. Only slightly. Oh, wait. Before you get into that, I need to read uh, our listeners at home a text message I received today. And this don't, is this don't is, talk much because he's using the phone that you're on. This is topical. This is from my cousin Angie, who doesn't watch wrestling, right? Right. After having watched parts of Raw last night because Ben was on it, how do people watch that crap and like it? 
I am all for things so ridiculous that they're good, but that was just painful. Now, that's just from my cousin Angie. She is not a wrestling fan, but uh, I figured that might, you know, fuel your fuel your rage, Don Papuga. That is the reason why you guys should be thoroughly pissed off. Wrestling is, it is what it is. It has fan following. It has, you know, the, 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 the devotees. It has people that love it. That's great. I watch it, Jack watches it, we hang out, every Monday night we watch Raw. Very sweet. Aww. Oh, I know. Was it? Everyone has to do the off. So, last night, yeah, last <laughs> night, we turned on Raw. I figured, hey, you know, this might be good for the Wrestling Mayhem show. Pittsburgh is being featured, a.k.a. Ben Roethlisberger, as the guest host. I was hoping... Having seen Shaq on there, that you know, he didn't thoroughly humiliate his city. I was hoping to get the same kind of thing from Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, how very wrong I was. Oh, oh, the pain. First of all, I actually stopped watching after the first probably five minutes of the show. And I'll give you one guess why. Diva one. I have one word for you. One thing was missing from... Actually, I take that back. Three things were missing from that first five minutes. You ready for this? Jello, a pimp, and a fluffer. I gotta say, two out of, wait, 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 I gotta say, oh, two out of the three things have existed in professional wrestling in WWE within the past 15 years. Numerous occasions, too. Remember yeah, actually. I mean, it, keep in mind, this used to be worse 10 years ago. Oh, this was much worse. Remember HLA? I remember HLA. Oh, I, I, re- I remember. remember. Don't when, get me remember wrong. When Tori Wilson made out with Don Marie because Don Marie wanted to bang Tori's dad or some old guy or something. Oh, okay. God, please, yeah, that got a little please, weird. please, please, please. Yeah. The, the reliving is hurting my heart. I have a bad heart today. Mm-hmm. I have a bad heart today. I have, so I have a hotel room I can't pimp out. Maybe I should call Ben Roethlisberger. I'm sure he can get rid of it for me. Oh, oh speaking of the pimping, go ahead and pimp. Oh, well, yeah, no, hey. If you're coming to Pittsburgh Podcast <laughs> and you do not have a room this weekend... Because William Shatner is an evil genius, I now have an extra room <laughs> for this Pod Camp. I don't need the extra room. However, I have been charged for said extra room. So, if anybody wants to come and they don't have a place to stay, I will give it to you for the going rate of $80 a night. That's cheaper than anywhere else you're going to find in Pittsburgh. And you're not going to pay tax because I've already paid it for you. So, just let me know. Contact me, email me, DM me, do what you gotta do. I will be glad to get rid of it. 160 bucks, post night, room is yours. As long as you don't trash it, no problem. Uh, yeah, you know. Uh, or, or just email us if you didn't catch any of that. Just, just email the show. GoodTimesWrestlingMayhemShow.com. We'll, we'll forward it. Yeah, get it to these guys. They'll get it to me, believe me. Trust That's me. Right. So, getting back to my point <laughs> about Mr. Roethlisberger, he comes on, he wasn't incredibly awful with the microphone at first. No, no, he yeah, wasn't he, that bad. And then he brings out the diva bowl. When you have people, when you have people who are watching this simply because Ben Roethlisberger is on it. I hope everyone realizes that. Yes. Any chance that the WWE had to garner support from fans who are not typical fans who would be there simply because he was on the show 
was lost. Disagree. He made Pittsburgh, and Pittsburghers look like inbred no, no, white trash no, no, who no, live no. in gutters and lap up the sweat of porn stars and strippers. Uh, That's what happened. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and disagree with you, Don. I, I, you know, please do, because I was never more insulted by WWE as I was last night. Oh. And seeing that debacle of flesh display, that was an embarrassment to any female who actually trains to do any sport, whether it's, you know, MMA, whether it's the, the women who've actually trained to wrestle and are trying to, to accomplish something, or whether it was just women who you know, they're trying to make their way in the field. This kind of this kind of display and, and blatant, blatant disregard for any respect for females was just appalling if to you me. Watched, appalling. If you watched, like, football and stuff, look, the reason they had Ben Roethlisberger on was to garner more of a football audience to perhaps draw it away from the game that was going on at the same time. Now, WWE, huh. I, I will agree with you that WWE... Not marketing geniuses. As a matter of fact, probably marketing artards. Uh, <laughs> so they, they, you know, play to the least common denominator. That is, I sure do like football, Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, look, boobs. That's why hey, they did it. What's funny about that? If that, were, if that were someone from the Dallas Cowboys, if that was Tony Romo, I could see it. They have Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, the most well known cheerleaders in the world. Pittsburgh is anti-female in connection to football. Right, but, but you're also acting like this was Ben's specific, specifically Ben's idea. I agree. It's not a good. I'm not saying that he said, "Hey, let's get a bunch of chicks to wrestle on, you know, on a mat." He may have I'm said that, he but that. he didn't. I don't think he meant, you know, on TV. Uh, right, right, you know. And of course, that's what he gets in trouble for, but. You know. Yeah. Hey, you know, considering his current, uh, his most recent problems, uh, you know, and, and, and continue that. I'm sorry. I was very, I, I was disgusted. With good reason. Exactly. It didn't. It didn't help that it was a shit match. It wasn't a point to be a good match for one thing. Uh, it was a point to show off the ladies and and. Yeah, but that's, and, and what purpose? No good uh, for, throw the angle. Point. It wasn't meant to be a good match. It was meant to show off the ladies. What yeah, exactly. exactly. Were they meant to show off? The, the ladies. That's that's <laughs> exactly what they're going to show off. I guarantee you. Uh, this is this is this is where I I I I, I put kind of litmus test to this. Uh, my, my friend Jeff, we all know him. Uh, uh, Big Daddy shit with with my rap group and everything. He is the one when I when we're complaining about there not being wrestling about you know what is all this? There's not enough this on there. You know what's with all the TNA? We hate the diva search. He is your typical wrestling fan, like it or not, and he is the one that tuned in because there was TNA in Steelers uniforms at the beginning of the show. That is exactly who they're marketing to, and that is exactly what's bringing them. Uh, you know, threes and fours in the ratings. Not us, you know. We're watching anyways. They're trying to get everybody so, else. So, so the more family-friendly WWE encourages objectification of women, is what you're telling me. Man. Absolutely. Yeah, actually, absolutely. Um, because we'll we're have... We're talking... We didn't say what family. It could be the 1950s family. <laughs> we'll have half-naked huh. women, but God forbid there be any blood on a... On hell in a cell. Hell in a cell. Uh, yeah, pay per view full of weapons. WWE, ha if you want to, you know, going in that direction, WWE has quite a 
an identity crisis because they're selling teddy bears of Shawn Michaels, who's crotch chopping everybody. And uh, I agree. I, I'm with you 100. This has always been a problem with professional wrestling, and uh, that's I mean. Uh, Mike Tomlin, uh, they asked him if he watched wrestling. He said, no, I don't, because I don't let my kids watch it because I don't want them to imitate it, mm-hmm. which is a responsible parental choice. Um, that, you know, WWE's trying to make it so, you know, maybe more parents will slide in their direction so they can sell more teddy bears, teddy bears and glow sticks. But <laughs> other than that, fucking the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but but other than that, you know, they still know their audience, even though they tell us their audience is something else. Fair enough. I I I I had mild hope, mild <laughs> hope, mild, and it's completely he wasn't gone. he wasn't terrible in the rest of the show. The little thing he had with Hornswoggle was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, and. <laughs> The mispronunciation of his name. What? The the section where he was mispronounce where he was the, the mispronunciation of his name. Santino. Do you not remember this? Santino. Yeah, did you see this part? I do remember that. You do remember that. They were mispronouncing horn or mispronouncing Roethlisberger. Yes. Well, that's pretty typical, though. That's that's an easy joke. That's how Santino rolls. We never like, we never <laughs> said that WWE didn't go for the easy ones. He's like, I am Italian. I do not speak your language. Accept that the WWE goes for the lowest common denominator. Mm-hmm. They go for the easy joke. They go for the joke that all of us groan at, but a large portion of the country giggles at. Because you know, a lot of the a, a large portion of the country are young kids. True. True. Yeah. Okay. So the more sophisticated jokes, and I'm not talking about sex jokes because those are not in fact sophisticated. The more sophisticated jokes are found in other programming. I've, I've accepted that. I've accepted that if I'm going to watch it and enjoy it, I have to take it for what it is at face value. Exactly. What I don't appreciate, however, is the, uh, the blatant... How do I want to put this? But it, it's, it's just, there's, there's, no, there's no excuse. They're not making an excuse. It is what it is. And they're endorsing that kind of uh, look. If they were to buy a Divas match, where they were all they all came out in football gear, complete football gear, thumbs up. Don't care. The choice of apparel and the way that they were brought in, and the disgusting looks on Ben Roethlisberger's face as each of these girls pranced down the stage made my stomach turn. That's not something that you would imagine they would want. Anybody to emulate. But hey, maybe is this... I, 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 I obviously not the target audience for that particular segment. Is this any worse than Godfather and the Ho Train? <laughs> I think she heard me. Uh-huh. I, no, I heard you, and I'm considering that, and I think it is. Because I think the Godfather and the Ho Train, okay, is it's a it's a trope that you expect. It's an awful stereotype that you expect. Okay, this is true. just, hey, let's bring out women. WWE is just known for just grabbing on to awful stereotypes and 
throwing them out there and that, running with them. But that's also, wrestling in general. Okay. That's wrestling in general. It's also worth worth right. pointing out that well, this you know, was... I, and I'm using, I, that's my fault, because I'm using WWE as a catch-all term for wrestling. And, and you're right, it is, it is all of wrestling. I get it. But there, there's a difference between an obvious nod to a ridiculous stereotype, right? Even down to Irish, you know, wrestlers having green tights and red hair. Seamus okay? O'Shitty Pants. That's what they do. Seamus O'Baby But when shoot. you bring on a football star who won the Super Bowl last year to host Raw, you know, Shaq didn't do that. No, wait, wait, on. wait. Let me ask you, let me ask you this, too. Here's the thing, and so I why, could, why, 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 I guess my question is, why, why does, why does it have to be, if, if you have Shaq who comes on who doesn't behave that way, okay, they didn't use those stereotypes with Shaq. Oh, no, on. they used different stereotypes with Shaq. The, stere- the stereotypes they used with Shaq were black guys. True. Because, again, WWE hey, goes for okay, the simple okay, solution. I, I get it. That's his. How, now, how let me, then, no, no, no. What stereotype is related to Ben Roethlisberger uh, to football? To Pittsburgh football. It's that, not, it's not related to Pittsburgh football. Thon, let me ask you this. Okay, so we have... Bad women riding around and pretending to do something called wrestling. Okay, so we have Ben Roethlisberger, all-star quarterback. Okay, all right. Uh-huh. Now let's let's roll back the clock a little bit. Let's look at Ben and well, let's look at Ben in his private life. He clearly has all these problems with women. There's an answer right there. Let's roll it back further. Ben was a quarterback in college, and he was a sports guy in high school. What? What? Do you remember okay. high? Do you remember high so, school? So Nin, so Nin, answer the question. Do you remember high school? Sorry. Do you remember high school? Yeah. Do you remember any super nice AOK jock guys? Or were most of them yeah. basically a lot like Ben Roethlisberger? I, I'm not understanding what, what the connection is. The, Just, I'm taking you on a journey here. Personal, we're going, we're going on a, a private, we're going life. on a journey. The, the we're going on a journey. Listen, Don. Just because, all right. Look, you take a guy. You take a guy who was an act. Not, not going off and, and uh, you know. A journey. Trying to walk around with <laughs> Listen to me. Listen. Listen. You're not listening. You're just going. <laughs> I'm trying to take you on a journey, and you're just looking at covered bridges. <laughs> Are you there? I'm waiting for the point. Okay, all right, listen. You take a guy who is a known dick, all right? Ben, for all for all his, you know, talents on the field, everybody knows Ben's kind of a dick, all right? He's been a dick his whole life. So when you take a guy who's a dick, and then you pay him a lot of money for the one thing he's good at, and then encourage him to be a dick, and then he goes on TV and is a dick... We can't really be surprised by this. You're not, I'm not surprised that he was a dick on television. I'm surprised at the vehicle with which his, his behavior was displayed. You know, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. I don't care that he came on and he was a dick. I don't care that stereotypes were associated with uh, the, the jerk of a jock. I get that. Mm-hmm. I expected that. What I'm saying is that... I. 
there are many other stereotypes of the jerk jock that could have been used, aside from, let's have a ring full of women. And like I said, the only thing missing was the jello. I don't, I, there could have been a million other ways that that could have gone. And he could have still been a dick. He could have still come on and been a jerk. He could have still played the macho, you know, the macho, you know, quarterback who has his line behind him to back him up. That all could have still happened. And that's sure. the exact same show. Was it an excuse for the, for the WWE to throw every woman they had on their roster and, you know, partial clothing into a ring at the same time? If that's the case, then just say it that, that way. That, I mean, to, to imply that the only thing that football players are associated with, whether they're jerks or not, are women who are dressed that way, and the ogling that goes along with it is just wrong. It's, it's incorrect. I, I think it's not wrong morally, just incorrect, period. That's I, the only thing they're associated with. I, I think that... God, I, he crashed his bike with an old woman. That could have been the central theme. Everyone remember <laughs> that. He has a, you know, big, you know, pinky finger. People completely, he whines and cries about it. WWE, WWE, WWE didn't use this. They, I mean, if it was Jeff Reed, I would absolutely understand. But it wasn't. <laughs> oh, main event of Jeff Reed versus the Sheets. I'm making clear what the problem was for me. I, and I agree with you, and, and 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 I don't think that's any different than what you know WWE typically does because they they're always looking for a reason to look all. There's a reason they have like 20 different girls that look like supermodels on this damn show, mm-hmm. is for instances like this to show them off. And, and you know, you like it or not, I think the image of the NFL does push that kind of that kind of dress and that kind of attire and that kind of look with the women, mm-hmm. uh, with the cheerleaders. Granted, they don't have any, you know, in, in Pittsburgh for the Steelers, but I think that is a typical NFL thing. And I think if any other NFL guy got on that show, you would have had the same match with different colors. No, sword. You pointed. I mean, you pointed this out before. This is WWE's mo. Yeah, exactly. They don't need Ben Roethlisberger to do this. But I will tell you this. And I do. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do agree with Don that you know, fucked up. My big problem was that the match sucked. But back to the hoe train. That did suck. That's my problem. It did suck. They're terrible. <laughs> they are terrible. They're terrible. They are terrible. But back to the hoe train. With the hoe train, you know that they... You know what? This is going to sound awful to you, maybe. I would rather it get back to having female managers who interfere with matches and have some kind of storyline attached to it, whether they're drop-dead gorgeous or hideous. I would rather see that because it's an acceptable stereotype that everyone recognizes as a stereotype. I'd rather see that. I'd rather see them not pretending like they can do something in a ring that they can't. They're so, awful. Sonny was pretty They awesome. are awful. But anyway. If they want to raise the quality of the show, which they may or may not do. Hey, they're making a ton of money in the way that it's set up now. But, you know, if you want to have a family-friendly show, those stereotypes are going to have to start dropping off at some point. The more wide mainstream that wrestling is trying to become, the more they're going to get black and, and, and responses over things that are just flat-out offensive. Mm-hmm. WWE feels that they've had a huge advancement because they stopped having lingerie matches. Yeah. That is how they work. That is their. That is the way their strange hive mind works. 
Anyway, the hoe train. The hoe train. The hoe train was full of hoes. And the reason this was worse than the hoe train is because, in theory, it wasn't full of hoes. It was full of women that they were trying to market to, you know, oh, look, strong woman, you can look up to her. They're ha- with with their half-ass strange marketing. That is why this is worse Thank than the you. hoe train. Granted, a couple of them do have talent. A couple of them did come up through Indies, have had very pretty fantastic matches. Uh, not all of them, I agree. And, and, and that match mm-hmm. definitely makes them all look like a clusterfuck uh, as far as well, talent. I mean, and, and, and what I think what even infuriates me more is that there are women on that cast that can wrestle, that do have athletic ability. And, you know, I don't know, I guess money is a, is a huge motivating factor for people. Maybe it's promises of, you know, what will come down the line, whatever it is. But, you know, if somebody wants to be considered an athlete or be taken seriously, I cannot imagine, this me personally, and maybe these are just my biases, I cannot myself imagine trying to be taken seriously, working my ass off to try and be an athlete, and then be told, you know what, you're not really going to display what, you know, what, what you've been working for. Yeah, we know you can do it, so we're going to let you do it in the ring, but you've got to wear this little teeny tiny outfit so that all anybody focuses on is the fact that there are 12 women in the ring and everyone's waiting to see if they can get a side poop shot. She's describing the cruiserweight division. <laughs> That's what the cruiserweight used awesome. to be like. Uh, well, okay, well, let's let's, uh, let's turn this around. Let's flip side. Uh, uh, do you watch a lot of TNA, Dawn? Um, actually, I haven't, no. Okay, have you seen it? Have you seen I've been consi- actually, I've considered it, because if, if WWE is this bad, I've been considering looking elsewhere. Actually, I, I would love to hear your opinion. I have an assignment for you, Don. Blood. Okay. Okay. Will puke I, blood. It I, says it in the song. Again, I don't know if this is the right week for it. You know, it's kind of a kind of give and take depending on what they do every week. <laughs> but I want you to watch TNA. Uh, go watch. They have past episodes of it over on uh, SpikeTV.com, um, like the full episodes and everything. Uh, please ignore the Playboy spot and uh, watch <laughs> a little bit of it, especially the women's rest. I don't have a problem with Playboy. Okay. Okay. Well, they make choices. Good okay. For them. All right. Okay. Money. Fantastic. Good for them, and we do. But moving on. But go TNA. Uh, there's there's usually like two or three uh, women's matches. You you got to watch a lot because they have a lot of uh, background interviews. Uh, watch a little bit of that. I love to hear a report. Yeah, you know, what do you think of them compared, contrasted to WWE? I will do that for you because I'm I'm curious. I'm I'm very curious. All right. Um, see, I don't know. I I, I came. I, I grew up watching glow wrestling, for one, okay? 
Fuck yeah, fantastic. Glow. Huh? Fantastic. I, I haven't experienced the glow myself. Although I want Never to check out Shimmer. Glow wrestling? You know what, Don? You need to watch a documentary called Lipstick and Dynamite. Yes. I'm aware of it. I might have to send you a copy. Um, I would love to watch it again. I haven't seen that for a very long time. Um, hey, uh, I can get it from you on podcast. There you go, there you go. Um, but, but I grew up watching Glow Wrestling. I grew up watching WWE being the show, or at the time WWF being the showboat that had women as arm candy. I didn't like it, but I accepted it for what it was in the realm of that show because that's the way they scripted it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't trying to be something that it wasn't. Glow, for as frightening as a lot of those women were, was at least a show about wrestling. Right. Uh, I think we've had a, I think we've had a great conversation. I'd like to kind of wrap it up. Uh, I do have a couple uh, MMA items that this guy, this guy right here, is earmarked, and I'd like to get your quick thoughts on them uh, without getting too in depth since we're running out of time. Okay, Don. I'll be back. Okay. This may be more to make you angry, but DMX is set to make MMA debut in Alabama. <laughs> DMX, the oh, rapper. Are you waiting for my response? Um, wait, wait, let me finish the card, okay? <laughs> he also, uh, well, he's, of course, taking on a man named Eric Martinez. I haven't heard of him. Maybe you have. Uh, I believe the main event is Tank Abbott and Butterbean. Fuck yeah, Butterbean. Your thoughts? My thoughts? Your thoughts. Where are my dogs at? I'm watching DMX. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if there's one person that I would love to watch into that MMA ring, it would be him. I could care less about Jose Canseco jumping in. I could care less about half of these football players jumping in. DMX scares the shit out of me. <laughs> and I would love to see that anger put to use in a ring in a way that I didn't expect. Do you I'm want- curious to see what will happen to him. I think it will be an interesting spectacle to watch. I don't know that it will be good, I am hoping that it will be good. He may get it. He may get slapped right in the mouth and fall down. I don't know. But I'm interested to see what he will do just based on his persona, based on his personal history, based on his, his what, he, what he portrays himself to be. I want to see what happens when he steps in that ring. He's a tiny little man. He is a tiny little man, he? but he's also... Yeah. He'll, he'll be paired up with another tiny little man. He also, he also knows how to bark. Uh, well, you got a lot of time to prepare because it's Saturday, December twelfth. <laughs> in other WTF, why are they doing this? Uh, Herschel Walker, uh, we've mentioned in the, in the past few weeks about him joining. Uh, Dana White got 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 word of it, and he had some words about. Apparently, uh, Strike Force has picked them up. Is, is that is that correct? Yes, sir. Wow. Uh, here's uh, Dana White's comments. I think it's ridiculous. People think we're anti-competition. We're anti-dumb competition. Doing stupid things like putting like this, putting a 50-year-old guy in the octagon for the first time, and then going out there and putting out press releases like it's a big deal because you signed a 50-year-old Herschel Walker. Are you serious? Which athletic commission is going to let this guy fight? Who the fuck are, are they going to find to fight Herschel Walker? A guy in a wheelchair? 
We have a guy in a wheelchair. We do have a guy in a wheelchair. He's in the chat room right now, and I think he'll t he's up for the task. And also, my dad is in a wheelchair now. Long story. Well, well, temporarily, but temporarily. If we can sign the deal quick enough, I think we can get him in there. I like it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Herschel Walker is. I was shocked that he was signed. But Herschel Walker is not just some fifty-year-old guy who's been rocking on a front porch swing for the past ten years. Herschel Walker is, in his own right, a practicing martial artist. He has been most of life. Okay. I'm not surprised by that. Number one. Number two. Dana White needs to look in the mirror because, first of all, he took a thug fighter who battled in alleyways for money and made him the primary drive of his latest uh, his latest uh, series of tough, okay? Kimbo Slice is a large street fighter, not an MMA master, period, number one. Number two, if you look at the tough roster, most of them are former NFL players. So I don't know where he gets off. He he told how many different older in their forties older MMA fighters to headline cards. The man is all talk. If he would have got Herschel Walker first, I can guarantee you his story would be different. It's the same thing he always does. Same thing he always does. I whatever he. he he talks out of one side of his mouth until he has the money under his belt, and then he talks out of the other side. And people love him for it, and I think it's ridiculous. Speaking of uh, your other favorite person, Kibbo Slice quoted to say, I carry a gun with me wherever I go, by over on five ounces of pain. Of course he does. I do. Yeah, of course, it's obvious. Also, I I'm sorry, whatever you think of the guy, his skit on Jimmy Fallon was hilarious, if you haven't watched uh, it. Yeah, I missed, I missed it. I'm going to have to go back and check it out. I go, didn't get to see it. Go hop on Hulu or uh, uh, roll over. Uh, we got a link to at least the interview part, not the... Uh, he also shows Jimmy Fallon how to fight a little bit. So... Uh. <laughs> the blind leaving the blind. Uh. <laughs> and... Well, and as far as the, the I carry a gun wherever with me wherever I go, I, I'm not saying I'm not surprised because of a stereotype. I'm not surprised just because, you know, this isn't, as we've gone all the way back to the whole Brock Lesnar bullshit, this isn't, you know, let's, let's create a storyline about my hard upbringing mm. and where I came from. This is, these are the fighters. This is who they are. Accept them for who they are. They're going to get in the ring and fight. That's all that matters. The UFC and MMA in general has made it very clear that they don't care about the external activities of their fighters. Nick Diaz has admitted openly, repeatedly, to newspaper sources that he uses marijuana frequently, and he knows how to get around drug tests, and nobody cares. It's not, it's not an issue that, that I'm surprised to hear about. You'll hear about fights that happen. You'll hear about domestic violence. You'll hear about any number of different things. It's no different than anyone in the NFL, the NBA, or the NHL. All right. I'm done. In happier news, uh, Fedor Emelianenko ties the knot in Russia. We have pictures linked on our delicious account. Aww. Yeah, that's what I said. Fedor, happy. Fedor, happy. Happy news. 
Fedor have a sandwich. He got a crown somewhere along the line, so... Um, he is the last emperor. He is, is he? Well, there you go. So go check that out on the Delicious account, delicious.com slash wrestlingmayhem slash WMS188. You'll find all the links there, and it's divided up both MMA. Hit the MMA tag on the right, and you'll hit all that. And uh, lastly, cover watch. Bobby Lashley uh, graces the cover of an MMA catalog. Uh, Title MMA is the catalog. And uh, Gina Carano has a very awkward-looking uh, cover on ESPN magazine. The body issue. The body is one of uh, I think have you, have you checked out the MMA naked? Or, uh, the uh, UFC? I can't remember if it's MMA now or UFC. I'm, I'm thinking of the covers in my head. Uh, magazine that they've been putting out. I haven't seen. What, which I, I only saw the first issue, which had Dana White on it. Yeah, the second one. I can't remember who they had on the second one. Um, it's interesting. It has potential. But I'm not subscribing to it just yet. It's a bunch of, it's a bunch, it, it reminds me of a glossy, uh, program for something you would see at UFC. See, all it's really gonna, all it's really gonna be is an advertisement for their other products. Really, that's all stuff like WWE Magazine is, but mm-hmm. we find it's at least right. entertaining and, and, and there's a lot of, there are a lot of ads, there are a lot of sponsors that have ad space there. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not thrilled with it. It has potential to be really good, but we'll see. Um, what I do want to mention before I go is, um, did you hear that, uh, I believe it's UFC 105 is going to be broadcast live for free on Spike TV. Nice. Oh, I did not hear that. So, that was just announced today. I'll double check that for, for you, but that, that, that's been buzzing around the, uh, MMA blogosphere and Twitter sphere. so I'll definitely let you know if that's the case. Excellent. Don, I have uh, one last thing for you. Uh, actually, I don't. I just heard about this today, and it, it doesn't have anything to do with MMA. Well, it would if you were there. But um, did you hear about the clown they're shooting into space? I'm sorry, what? They're, sh- <laughs> they're shooting a clown into space. I'm not making Why this. Would they do- I'm not Why making. Why are they doing that? Well, uh, apparently, on the. Don't let the fuckers populate the moon. <laughs> we gotta. We gotta. We gotta have somewhere to go. <laughs> She's right. She's right. I mean, she is right. Motherfuckers will populate the moon. Uh, the the members of the International Space Station they decided that uh, they wanted to send up some entertainment, so they're sending up a guy, the guy who founded Cirque du Soleil. Oh, he's not really a clown. No, he's not the kind of clown that I'm terrified of. No, he's a creepier clown. No, don't. He actually is. He is that kind of clown. While he does know other tricks, he is that kind of clown. Now, what needs to happen is uh, he needs to go crazy and murder everyone in the International Space Station because, as my boss, Mr. Shireman, pointed out, uh, you know, and asked to be back in the news again, for one, and two, uh, they would be making movies of that for the rest of time. And also, number three, my absolute colophobia is validated because they are, you know, seeds of, of evil. Entirely true. They ha- suck the souls ha- from children. Don, I'm, I'm pretty aware. Don, have you seen Zombieland yet? Have I seen? Zom- I, no, not yet, but I'm, I'm going. I'll close my eyes. Excellent. Don't worry. You'll want to see the one part. <laughs> the part in the middle? If, 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 if the clown gets killed, I'll be happy about it. I'm just saying you want to see one part. Don't worry, the payoff's worth it. <laughs> Are you going to come to my, my session to podcast? Fuck no. I, I don't, when is it? What is it? I didn't know you were coming. Uh, first of all, definitely coming. Jack and I will both be there. 
I um, heard, I heard you might be busy. Me, I'm gonna I'm coming to see Friday, so, um, I'm coming to see but, Jack. What? I'm coming to see Jack. I don't I care. I know the one you want to cuddle, but sorry, you, you, that's why we have the other room. You can you know set up a webcam or something. Um, so, Saturday, Arkingism. Saturday, I will be on a panel with one Mr. Justin Kalnacki uh. and two others discussing intellectual property It looks rights. like you'll be on here with Nick Pigston, Steve Klabnik, and moderated by one John Carmen of the G-Spot. That is correct. And I think that if there's one panel that will get potentially heated... <laughs> both the discussion between the panelists and uh, interaction with the, with the audience members, I would wager, I would put my money on that one. Okay, okay. Because it's, it's going to come down to who owns my stuff and why do you get to make money off of it? I think we need to set a president in our session before lunch there. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. well, I, I would prefer not to, not to have any kind of blows, you know, blows at all, but I, I'm aware that it could happen. Don't worry, <laughs> We'll the, uh, the second session is that I'm doing is on uh, Sunday at three, right before the end, uh, right before Justin's closing, and it's about uh, criticism and um, comments and criticism, it's and basically how it, it moves the responsible criticism and commenting, I guess is what I should say, and how how it moves through the uh, the, the realm of social media and the importance it plays. This is also very interesting considering the FTC's recent ruling, which if you haven't read, you should read. I, I, I see you do have some commentary up there, I believe, on the same thing at uh, on DonPapuga.com. Yeah, I would get really pissed off today. We're, we're, you know, oh my god, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, the world's coming to an end, the FTC's coming to shut down blogs, and, I, you know, it's irresponsible to behave like that, number one, and in a, in a time of social media, it's, it's irresponsible, number two, because, you know, unfortunately... Social media reflects larger populations, and if one person tweets something like that or posts something like that, then you're going to have a, a, a ripple effect, and it's going to grow exponentially with the number of people that actually believe that without going to actually read what the ruling was. Basically, it comes down to, if you're honest, you don't have a problem. <laughs> it's about honest disclosure of where your sponsors are and whether or not somebody's paying you to talk, to talk well about oh, yeah. something that they've given you. It has no bearing on whether or not you can say what you want on your blog. It's about being ethical and forthright. And if you're, a, you know, an ethical and forthright person, you should have no problem. I, I am aware, however, of some bloggers who receive gifts as large as cars that don't disclose that they've been given cars, so to speak. Um, or you know, renovations on homes, or windows, for example, or um, clothing for their kids. I actually heard an article about this <laughs> on... Uh, <laughs> she's she's still talking. I know. Look, if you have a problem with it, then I'm going to go ahead and give you uh, Bernie Madoff's phone number. Because it's no different. It, it, it's a manipulation of the trust of your audience and your... You're, essentially, when you're a blogger or a podcaster, they're your customer. And you're manipulating the trust of your customer when you don't disclose that information. So, uh, people who are saying that they're coming in, the government's coming in to shut down your blog, you need to shut up, read it, understand it, write an opinion. 
right. and of course, stuff that's way too heavy for the Mayhem show. Right. And actually, but it's perfect. <laughs> but I think I want to get to. I think I want to get with you on that uh, on on one of the podcasts later. We'll talk about that. Uh, Lunchbox. Uh, yeah, exactly. That uh, that will be absolutely perfect for Podcamp Pittsburgh Four, which is happening this weekend. Yes. Yes, go to podcamppittsburgh.com. Go over there. There's lots of interviews that I, I've actually been helping with, uh, including an uh, interview with Pit Girl uh, that, that you heard earlier. I don't think I mentioned it even last week. Uh, you did. Talks, did I? Did yeah. I? Uh, Mattress Factory, uh, Mod Cloth, Banksuary, uh, good people, good mm-hmm. talks. Thanks and uh, we had a roundtable of G20 beforehand. And uh, we're going to hopefully have some other st- cool stuff uh, after PodCamp. So. Yep. So, cool. thank you, Don. Thank hey. you for jo- uh, Yeah, no problem. Don't forget to check me out over at Dynamic Forces too. I'm doing uh, comic book reviews for Dynamic Forces and Dynamite Entertainment. So damn straight. Check that out. Fuck yeah. Where else can they find you? Uh, well, number primarily at uh, at DonPapuga.com, Reality 101, and at my Lyric Tragedy review site, LyricTragedy.blogspot.com. All my stuff's on my site, and then, like I said, just pop over. I'm, I'm all, I'll be all over the uh, Dynamic Forces website. So if you like comic books and you like a little tongue-in-cheek, find me there. Excellent. Go check it out, and I hope to hear from your assignment soon. I, I'm writing it down. I promise you. All right, guys. Have all fun. Right. I'll see you this weekend. Thanks right. a lot. Thanks, Don. Excellent. Bye, guys. Don Papuga, the ever-angry... She's an, un- she's an Holy unstoppable shit. force. We, we covered a lot of wrestling, so we don't have to do that much in the last part. Correct. So uh, let's get into the music so everybody can decompress. I'm going to eat some Starburst, right. and we'll be ready to go. Not- and hopefully this headache will be gone. Now, you don't even say. Don't even, don't even say the title. All right. The title's a bit of a surprise. But I will tell you right now, again, it is from I Fight Dragons, uh, the band that we've been featuring all night throughout the show. <coughs> Excuse me, right there. I'm sorry. All right, all right. Go and enjoy them. iFlightDragons.com. They're on iTunes. They're everywhere. Go and give them your money. They are a great band and some really great people. iFlightDragons.com. I can't say it enough. Buy their IP. Yeah. Buy their EP. Now, no, don't don't start it yet. Oh no! I thought we were segueing. No, I have to. I have to finish. Okay. Um. Their their EP is uh uh cool is just a number. And it's fantastic. So I want to thank them again for uh, for the great show on Thursday. And uh, I want you guys to enjoy what will be only known as the greatest song ever written. Wrestling Man Show 188. We present to you one of the greatest songs of all time.
aching But you're too shy to say it Inside we both know what's been going on We know the game and we're gonna play it And if you don't tell me how you're feeling Don't tell me you're too blind to see Never gonna give you up Never gonna let you down Never gonna run around and desert you Never gonna make you cry Never gonna say goodbye Never gonna tell a lie And hurt you Explain this to me. I think I was racially slurred today. I was uh, I was doing one of my many jobs at work today. Okay, and uh, this guy Lorenzo, who I don't know if it matters, but he's black. He was walking by and he saw that I have yet another function at work, and he was like, "Oh, what are you Jamaican?" And I'm like, "What?" 
<laughs> Megan, he's like, yeah, you got a thousand jobs. What? <laughs> is this, did Jamaicans have a thousand jobs? Is Kofi, is Kofi Kingston also a janitor? What's happening? <laughs> I will research this for you. Continue with the show. Please do. <laughs> I got really confused. Jamaican I don't know if I should be pissed jobs. off or not. <laughs> How do you support of the Wrestling Mayhem crew? Let your instincts guide you. At WrestlingMayhemShow.com Oh, man. He never got back to us on that either. I don't think I ever spell, figured out how to spell Jamaican. Doc Remedy there helping us out. <laughs> hey, let's put let's let's give you the mic again. Hold on a second. Oh, oh, oh. Hold on, we're gonna fix this. Point this at you just a little bit. There we go. There we go. Can you say something? Yes, sir. All right, and uh, and man, Mike, are you there, sir? Give me the mic. Let me recite Timothy White. Yeah, he does sound better than the rest of us, probably. Uh, what's up? How you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing? All right. Whoa, we got you clipping a little bit. I apologize for that. It's probably a little bit since we got uh, Ustream going on over here. So so you might be in and out. So bear with us a little bit. So uh, let me tell you a story. Sir, I'm always in and out. Yeah, oh, oh. Oh. Let me tell you a story about <laughs> reggae, sorry. Uh, what's, what's that, DJ Lunchbox? Um... Don't sing reggae. Don't sing reggae? Ever in your life. Don't Why? ever do reggae music. Why? Why is that? Because if you do reggae, the government will inject your feet with cancer, and you'll have foot cancer and you'll die. You know, my cousin was actually in a reggae group at one point. Did he have foot cancer? I don't think he's had foot cancer. Give it time. Either Give that it or time. He was just a bad, bad at reggae. Yeah, I, you know what? I don't think I ever heard his reggae band. I, I heard his band before I heard Hercules, and I heard the, the album he did with another fellow. I actually have the tape around here. Uh, but yeah. Well, see, that's how they got Bob Marley. They got him with the foot cancer. They got him with the foot cancer? So, with the foot cancer sword. It ain't nothing to fuck around with, that foot cancer. Man, I, I, so I so does that mean Shaggy has foot cancer as well? No, Shaggy didn't do reggae. He just made stupid noises and no microphone. Also, why Sean Kingston is safe. Doobie doo 911. Shorty fire burning up the dance floor. Whoa, that's not reggae. It's not. That's not worth getting jabbed with cancer in the foot. Oh, by the way, kind of a segue from Sean Kingston. <laughs> I tweeted about this earlier today. I played DJ Hero today. Okay, how's Ooh, that? I heard about that. DJ Hero is a lot of fun. Okay. It is a lot of fucking fun. I have to say, like Guitar Hero, the first time I played it, horrible. DJ Hero, very easy to pick up. Excellent. Excellent. Even though you don't actually pick anything up. <laughs> but it's it's three buttons on a plastic turntable. It's amazing. By the way, the reason we have you on here is... Is, is because I am 4-0, and o, bitches! 4-0? Oh. Well, no, 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 it's not the reason. That's not the reason. Also, That also, is the reason for the season. Also, apparently you brought down Ustream. I, yeah, I we, need, we need to move Skype to a new computer Boy, in the future. I crushed the internet with did, my very words. You did crush the internet. Um, I just realized how crooked that shot is. Holy shit. Um, well, you you uh, returned from hell. Newark, New Jersey. I did. And um, I actually have a beard a la Edge. Okay, I, I understand that uh, the Mayhem Show is now banned from Newark, New Jersey. Yes. Technically, the Mayhem Show was banned beforehand. But um, I snuck in. You snuck in. Okay, that's good. That's good. And you and and how was the pay per view, sir? 
Uh, the pay-per-view... Well... The pay-per-view was a very solid pay-per-view. Okay. It was very solid. I'm waiting for the butt. But... It killed the butt. (laughs) The internet couldn't handle the butt. (laughs) The internet cannot handle my butt, sir. Oh! 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 Oh. (laughs) So anyway, but... Did, did, did my butt break the internet again? No, you're good. You're good, I think. Okay. Um, there was nothing really outstanding on the show. Other than a giant cage? Well, I, honestly, the cage the cage looked a lot smaller than I thought it would. Especially since it's bigger than the other one. That's what she said. Yeah, which is weird, because I've been to an elimination chamber, mm-hmm. and the elimination chamber looked a lot fucking bigger. Mm-hmm. True. True. I think there's a lot more to too. I mean, there were a lot of there were a lot of decent matches on there. It was just nothing, nothing particularly blew me away. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I missed the first like hour of the show. Did you do the uh, my top ten list? We did the top ten list, sir. Uh, yeah, I guess a little bit of explanation is in order. Women. Oh, that's it's women. Okay, what was with the Toy Story footage during intermission? Oh, well, I wasn't talking the intermission of the um, pay-per-view, because there was no intermission. I went to see Toy Stories 1 and 2 in 3D. Gotcha. That makes more sense now. Amazing and very worth it. Cool, cool. Yeah, but like uh, the during the intermission between the movies, they had some early test footage. Of Toy Story before they cast Tim Allen and, and um, Tom Hanks. Okay. And Woody was a marionette puppet, and he was a giant douchebag. <laughs> like it was pretty funny. So, so this is Toy Story of the early years. Um, mm-hmm. Very much so. All right, all right. Uh, well, Eddie, how was the crowd for for Newark? The crowd was very hot during the title matches okay. and during DX. Okay, during the cell matches. Right. Yeah. Well, I got well, well, like the uh, subtitles, right? like Intercontinental US, were they pretty good for? Um, they were dead for the US site, uh, the Intercontinental title. Okay. Which is a shame because Morrison and Ziggler put on a damn fine match. At least, I, I mean, I thought it was a pretty good match for, you know, a nothing pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And, um, let's see, I, I'm trying to think of how they were. They they hated The Miz. They hated The Miz when he came out and did his little promo. The, 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 which, uh, the Conan O'Brien which stuff was if, classic, though. Oh, it was brilliant. I mean, I, I took a whole video of The Miz's promo, which, if you're my friend on Facebook... Look tonight because I'm going to be uploading some more uh, pictures and videos of my trip to hell. <laughs> awesome. But um, the Diva match, oh god, that was just bad to watch. Yeah, yeah, I definitely tuned out for that. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's just who she's working with. But every Mickey James match I've seen for like the past couple months has just been awful. 
I I never remember seeing Mickey that sloppy in the ring. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, you know, maybe she's getting racked up on injuries, or uh, maybe maybe it's just the people she's against. Because Alicia Fox isn't that great. Uh, who she worked with recently? Uh, Gail Kim. Gail Kim. Uh, Gail Kim should have been great too. But I, exactly. I guess there, there was a little bit of talk that about how how bad that match went. Uh, yeah, Mickey James is better than this. We know that Mickey James is better than this. She's done like, she, fantastic. I, maybe she's just maybe she's just hitting a wall. She almost broke Alicia's neck. Like the way Alicia landed on that DDT mm-hmm. had our entire section cringe for a second there. Like we didn't know if Alicia Fox was getting back up. Yeah, yeah. Like when I saw her walk out under her own power, I was just like, "Oh, thank God," because that just looked brutal. It almost looked like uh, Sabu Benoit when uh, Sabu broke his neck. Uh, and uh, and then there was the uh, the R Truth and Joey McIntyre match, which oh kind of stuck out. Was that the was that the bathroom break for uh, half the crowd? That was the second or third bathroom break match. <laughs> and we it, had- it's a, it's really a shame because people started going to the bathroom during Morrison Ziggler. Mm-hmm. Now I I think that might just because of where it was on the card. Like, it was after Punk Taker, and no one was fucking moving during Punk Taker. Yeah. Um, but... Well, it is a shame. It, it does seem like it was kind of lackluster. Uh, which, which is a shame, because, like, pay-per-views have, have had a pretty good streak of having pretty, pretty hot the whole way through. In, in recent months. Yeah, I, I'm not sure why exactly it was kind of dead. Like... I mean, the only the only match it definitely was not dead for was Cena Orton. Yeah, Cena and Orton took that whole fucking arena on a ride the whole time. Like I, I don't care what people say. People can say that Cena and Orton have been feuding for too long. Whatever. When Cena said on Raw that Cena Orton is the rivalry, he's exactly right. Now, now. That brings me. That brings me to, to the upcoming. Uh, I feel very fortunate so far for Pittsburgh. I know we don't have Cyber Sunday. It still says Cyber Sunday on my ticket. Uh, my, you know, but uh, but you know, I'll accept the sixty man uh, uh, Iron Man match for for bragging rights in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm fucking jealous as hell that you guys get a sixty man yeah, Iron Man yeah, match. I'm feeling pretty good about that. That's all. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, and, and I'm curious to see how this uh, SmackDown vs. Raw concept goes. It's been a while since we've had that, I think. Uh, it's we've had been, a big it's been like 19 years. No, well, no. <laughs> well, all right, 19 years since the actual concept of this particular match. Well, okay, we were talking about the whole winners. But you're not saying like winners of a Survivor Series match that come together. It sounds like it's more the winner of your individual matches. Like, even the 60-man match, the 60-minute match, I don't think is going to be the final match. Like, No, I- it's not, because they even said on the official preview that they're wrestling after that match. Mm-hmm. But no, uh, that, uh, that's, that was the concept of the Survivor Series thing, though. Because, like, back then it was all... Heels and faces, yeah, and not haces and feels. So haces and feels. <laughs> yeah, I, I went a little old school on that one. Um, but, uh, 
Yeah, yeah. So they, they need a new new kind of line to, to figure that out. You know, unless I wish they would factions. do that at Survivor Series, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, like, I, mean, I wish that, like, my, I'm sorry, I, I was just, like, at Survivor Series, I was telling Doc Remedy this when they were up. I'm like, I wish they would just have a whole pay-per-view of Survivor Series matches, then take the winners from every Survivor Series match and split them up into the three brands, and then have a triple threat tag match. Because then it'd be real bragging rights. Because if bragging rights looks like um, another pay-per-view without an ECW match, that's going to be pretty shitty. Well, you know what? I, I, I had a chance to watch. I haven't watched ECW in a few weeks. I caught up the last two weeks of ECW. And I think for what ECW is, I think it's kind of, I think they're turning into its own standalone deal as in it doesn't need a pay-per-view. Because most of the storyline, the major storyline is being done there. It's not particularly building towards a pay-per-view. It's, I mean, it's, it's its own entity right now as in they're not meshing it in with all the rest of this stuff except to promote the pay-per-views on another show. Yeah, and, and to a certain degree, I, like, I guess it doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. But, you have some really good talent on ECW. Like yeah. it's a shame that guys like Christian, Regal, and Kozlov—a lot and- of really good talent that doesn't really have a spot. Let's you know, not you know, save for the argument that well they could be doing without this guy or that guy on Raw and SmackDown. But a lot of really good talent that has a spot to do something. You know, that's not in another company, um, and and that's that's a pool of talent that's ready to go be it Christian or William Regal or, or anybody else on there they're bringing up, all these little guys. Woo-woo-woo. Um, exactly. Uh, Zack Ryder, by the way, I think has had a pretty good showing the last couple of weeks. He had a title match. He was in the four-way match. Or, I'm sorry, the eight-man match. Um, but I think I think ECW, I want to say it's becoming their OVW as far as talent pool, but I think it's becoming, it is becoming kind of the, the farm league for them. Uh, as far as just, you know, we can put all of our guys over here and they can do stuff and stay fresh and teach these new guys, but they're not on the main stage of a Raw, SmackDown, or pay-per-view. Because um, maybe the problem they were having was bringing guys up into the title picture that weren't ready, say, for pay-per-view. Which, again, that doesn't seem much for the ECW belt as a title, but consider it a TV title at this point. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see that. And then, but then, I, I put the ECW title on the same level as the TNA title. Well, then there's that aspect too. But you know, that's a whole other argument. Um, and actually, that makes that makes sense considering how Christian came over and got the ECW belt after getting the TNA belt. But but still, uh, and I, I think they're doing a good thing with it. And uh, it is interesting. I think it's it's sending a message that it hasn't been included in Hell in a Cell. And there's no look. There's no real aim for it to be included in bragging rights. But they always kind of stick out like a sore thumb anyways on their shows. Well, I can see why they're just focusing on SmackDown and Raw for bragging rights. Because this dawned on me as I was watching the commercial. Bragging rights is is on the air like four days after the new SmackDown versus Raw video game. And it's brought to you by the SmackDown versus Raw video game. Exactly. So basically, this $40 pay-per-view just became a giant commercial for a video game. Yep, very much. There you go. Uh, <laughs> there is a purpose for everything in this world, especially in professional wrestling. You know. um, <laughs> wrestle fail. 
Oh, that's uh, the wrestle fan. Um, uh, <laughs> okay, oh, can I, I just can I, I just comment on something Don said? Uh, yeah, sure. If you want to, because I, I mean, too much I was putting stuff in the chat room, but Don was going off a little bit. Yeah, we were. Um, plan management. Yeah, I mean, I totally understand Don's point. Okay. With um, the whole, you know, exploiting women. What have you? Okay. But at the same time, you have to remember that they're not being forced to go out there in that skimpy clothing. No, I I, I didn't bring up the point uh, because we're running out of time. But I mean, you look at Gail Kim, who was over and talked about how TNA was like finally we're on the stage and we're we can show them what we got, and she chose to go back over to WWE where she was put in a scantily clad uh, referee's uniform and, and working with subpar. Uh, talent in the ring, at least, as opposed to good talent on camera. Um, exactly, but, but, yeah. if, but if you look at the champions of the women's division, mm-hmm. I mean, Mickey James is one of the best wrestlers they have there. She is, regardless of what you think, how she's doing today. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they have fucking Rosa Mendez holding that belt, you know? Mm-hmm. And Michelle McCool is another one that's doing really well. Michelle McCool has picked her game up a lot. And even before Mickey had it, Maurice was coming into her own. She had a well-developed character. Well, see, as people like Maurice and Michelle McCool were brought in uh, specifically as wrestlers, not just as a face. I mean, how many of these girls have shown up and they've been announcers and everything? Uh, before, and they're like, well, we're going to throw them in the ring, and now they're a diva and... and their wrestling and everything, even though they've been learning on the road with these guys. Uh, and, and well, Michelle the- McCool was originally a manager. She's an am- she managed. She managed um, Casey James and Idol Stevens. Yeah, yeah, but even I think if you put somebody in a management role like that, that somebody I would like to think that that a manager these days, even in a female perspective, is somebody that's uh, you know training and learning to take the bumps and learning to how to do it. Uh, maybe they're they're not to the point of wrestling. I mean, you, you saw even like like uh, uh, you know like uh, Deuce and Domino's uh, manager uh, Candy, I think her name was, was you know moving Cherry. into the wrestling thing. Was that Cherry? Cherry, I'm sorry. Uh, close. Oh, there was it was close. Um, but. I, I, I mean, we, we, we discount like the WWE Divas a lot because it's like, well, they didn't bring them in as wrestlers. They're looking for models and everything. No, but not all of them are going in to wrestle. Uh, a lot of them are getting there. They get the foot in the door because WWE does want the eye candy. They want to be able to put together their Diva issue and, and, and put them in skinny clothes to, 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 uh, you know, to, to, to aim for the typical male and... And that's what they're there for, like it or not. Like any other model, like any other, you know, actress and everything. I mean, there is there is an image you need to go by there, and we're completely getting back into the argument again, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I I just wanted to bring up one comment. We can we can talk about All right. something. Go ahead, hit this, and we'll move on. Oh comment? no, no, that was it. Oh, oh, that, okay. Sorry, you got me on a rant now. <laughs> Um, These bitches is bitches. Bitches is bitches. That's that's the lunchbox uh, stance on everything. Um, other news. Yeah, that's that's sort. That's why women were one of the things that made me scratch my head this week. Uh, well, there you go. Um, <laughs> in other news, speaking of divas, Tiff- Tiffany injured, temporarily replaced as uh, ECW GM. 
broken, it was real. Broken arm, I think it was. She was in a car accident. Oh, that's not good. So, um, so wishing her the best. Hope she gets back soon. Um, although Regal in her place isn't that bad. Vicky Guerrero returning as a manager, and yeah. she was she was shown on uh, SmackDown this past week. No. 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 You, you deny this. No. Oh come on! Everyone loves Vicky Guerrero. No. You won't see as much of her because she's just the manager. Hopefully. No. But I think I think it's going to be all right. I think she was great. No. An automatic hell heat. Heel heat. No. Uh, there is word of Sarah Del Rey showing up in TNA. Yeah. TNA needs to stop hiring people. Well, that well, they're cycling through talent. Remember, they had that initiative where uh, they cycle through the talent to keep things fresh on the TV show. I guess, Wait, I but they need to stop hiring people. They need to develop the people they have. No, no, I believe like it was a Dixie Carter comment that they were cycling through talent like that, and that's why because it was it was right after a big wave of firings. Uh, like Roxy Lavelle got let go, and a, and a couple other girls, and a couple other guys, and and they said, well, we want, really want to keep things fresh, and nobody has a long term contract really at TNA except for the big talent, uh, like your Sting and Mick Foley's, and you know maybe an AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels. Yeah, because it's a really good idea to cycle through all the young guys who are going to be wrestling for another 15 years and to keep all the old fucks who barely have three years left in them. Well, we did talk about before, it's a good way for them, you know, this talent gets a book push, goes out there, goes on the indie scene, and everybody's like, well, I saw him on TNA, gives them a push as far as that goes independently of TNA, and they can cycle them back in for a little bit in TNA. I mean, I think it's a really interesting concept, which will help more talent in the long run from getting the television rub that, that they're getting. Yeah, but Sork, the concept is great. Who have they actually done it with? Um, exactly. Not to say that nobody has done it, but you've seen you've seen talent leave and come back. Who? Kaz. Hold on, help me out here. I mean, Christopher well, he Daniels. Christopher Daniels. Was, well, he doesn't count. He was, he was you know, not, he, he never mask. left TNA. Yeah, that's true. They only true. made it look like he did. Um. I, I know there's an example out there. You put me on the spot, but wait, wait, I, I wait, wait. we're looking for what are we looking people for? People that, that TNA has let go and brought back. Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy. No, no, the Jeff Hardy doesn't count. Oh no, I guess he. They just let he just came back. Sabu, Raven. Uh, Raven, Raven. Uh, fucking young Sh- guys. Shane, How about young Shane guys? Douglas. Shane Douglas is another example. Uh, All right, Shane Douglas okay, came back young, for young three weeks. Shane Douglas care came about back for two George, shows. George Bush came back cares for one more about black people and TNA does about young guys. Well, there you go. <laughs> 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 All right, um, moving on. So he sees an eight-year-old and just kicks him. Get out of my way, kid. I don't care about you. This is an interesting note over on ProWrestling.net. Vince McMahon's hotel room request were a subject of the Boston Herald, Herald column. It says that uh, Vince McMahon charges go on the, on the master bill. Uh, all, all of his charges. Um, they include a special room service order upon McMahon's arrival between 11.45 and midnight. And he also pays so the uh, cook will stay on longer. That fucking dog. You, you people out there hear that dog in the background? We're gonna I hear him. No dog deal with, what? There's no dog. There's no dog? There's no dog. There's no dog at all. <laughs> You're crazy. There is no crazy. dog. There's only an extension of your mind. <laughs> so, um... Bark, bark. 
Say aardvark? No. Okay. Aardvark. Oh, they shit. So, uh, what else is going on here? Rocket Khan finally got from TNA. Question mark. Okay, she's been removed. Her, her profile has finally been removed in her photo gallery uh, from the official website. Um, what are you doing over there? I'm not doing anything over here. You're talking about Rocket Khan. Moving on. He's holding back the bile. It's okay. I don't even care enough about Angelina Love and, and Lacey Von Eric and Sonny apparently are all having a feud or something. Wait, Sonny? Well, Sonny. Like well yeah, because um, Lacey Von Eric has Wait, thrown out up. two different shut up, interviews. Mike. Where is this happening? <laughs> Where is Sonny? Yeah, man, man, Mike, explain it, because I think you paid more attention to this than I did. Where is Sonny? Uh, Lacey Von Eric, basically, it, it's kind of funny. She had two different interviews come out. Well, no, not interviews. She had an interview come out that said uh, she never thought Angelina Love worked with the beautiful people. She thought that she didn't really fit the gimmick, and that she thought really? that um, she would make a much better fit. And then, like after she debuted on TNA, she sent a tweet that said that she loved Angelina and that she wishes she would come back. Okay. It has nothing to do with Sonny. No, Sonny well, had something to chime in on this. I, I didn't actually read the Sunny part, sorry. That's all I wanted to know. I'm working on Is it. Is Sunny in TNA? Does he bring her Sunny back Sunny is TNA? definitely not in TNA. Oh, Sunny's on her own. Sunny would not go to TNA. Uh, Sunny is on her own, saying what she wants to say, doing Wait. what she wants to do. And I apologize, I didn't bookmark the Sunny thing, because I didn't think it was important enough. That's why you need to do bookmarks, too. Well, you sir. were the one who brought well, up Sunny. Go. Need to see if there's a delicious app on this. <laughs> Why don't you just go to the delicious site? <laughs> All right. I'm well, I'll need something delicious. There's an app for that. There's a map for that. There you go. Get it? Like that. Hi And how excited are we about next week's? Um. Oh. Well, that's not what I was expecting. Uh, next week's host from Excess Hollywood. Yay! Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. I don't know whether to shit or go blind. I'm going with shit all over this concept. <laughs> I know it's not going to be winners every week with, with this. It's a big kind of... It's a big chance about everybody you get in there. Especially when you get somebody like Al Sharpton. Um, Al Sharpton was at least an interesting concept, though. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, Cedric was, too. They had a lot of fun with that, at least. And, you know, that's what it is. You know, they're having fun with it. And that's the point. It's entertainment. Cedric um, the Entertainer is a poor man's Bernie Mac. <laughs> Bernie we weren't Mac supposed is to make dead. those jokes anymore. Bernie Somebody Mac told me we're not supposed to make those jokes anymore. Who? The people on Twitter. Um... Fuck future. Twitter. <laughs> Send your replies at mattmike4883... I'm allowed to make all the all the jokes I want. There you go. Um, but other future hosts, of course, we're talking about Dennis Miller is supposed to be on there soon. Um, Andy Samberg is apparently approached to be doing it from uh, Saturday Night Live. Glenn Howerton. Who? That will be interesting. Uh, he's Dennis on Always Sunny. Oh, yeah, of course, the Always Sunny in Philadelphia guys uh, have been talking about it. So, uh, and apparently, the first Raw of two aught ten is supposed to be hosted by The Rock. That would be amazing. That'd be a great start to the year. 
That's what I've heard. Because he he has a movie coming out on the 22nd. He did allude to it on his interview, so... That would be pretty cool. So that that would be be pretty awesome. Has done the rock. (laughs) Or rock, rock, rock. So uh, let's see what else news we got here. Because, of course, we got bragging rights coming up. And, uh, and then, do you have any comments about the Mayhem Football League, Mad Mike? Mr. I want to say congratulations to DJ Lunchbox. <laughs> yeah, I won one. You dethroned the, you dethroned the current champ, sir. Fucking screw That's up not something to sneeze at. I know. I'll have to switch another player and destroy somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> I have to see oh. who's on a bye week and leave one of them. And, and I also want to say, fuck you, Wrestle Fan. Wrestle Fan, man, he get he comes back with a vengeance on this shit. Oh no, he got he was he was talking some shit, and by the end of Sunday, it was already over. <laughs> well, is he? Uh, he was beating you pretty good to begin with, right? No, he like wasn't. early in the day. I don't know. I was going to Newark. Oh, that is true. That is true. He had to keep his wits about him so that he didn't get the plague. I was heading to smell outside the cell. Exactly. Exactly. Excellent. Well, uh, well, first, let's uh, let's go with uh, DJ Lunchbox. Let's get you before you fall asleep over there. Uh, What did you learn from wrestling this week? What did I learn from wrestling this week? Cena has adamantium bones. Okay. Check it out, right? Got this. Randy Orton kicks Sean in the head out for three months. Randy Orton kicks Vince in the head out for three months. Randy Orton kicks triple fucking H in the head. Trips is out for like three months. Cena wasn't out for three minutes. (laughs) He popped up and walked up the ramp like it was nothing. Fuck you, John Cena, in your mouth. That's what I learned. There you go. Learn, he's having. All accounts are that Cena is having a lot of trouble selling properly nowadays. And pay attention. And I agree properly. with the commentary. It is really. He's got the Hulk Hogan effect going on. He's mm-hmm. very Superman about things. Mm-hmm. But I really think that's the character right now. And I think that's yeah, that's how he's being told to work. I yeah, mean, yeah. I, I think if he had his way, he wouldn't be doing it that way. I think. Yeah, I think they're going back there and saying, you know. And tomorrow night, we're going to put you in last man standing. He's like, but I just got kicked in the head. Mm. Shouldn't I be out for three <laughs> months like everybody else was? Like, mm-hmm. the, like, like he should at least have been lying down. Like, isn't there going to be a stretcher that's going to come out and get me? Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, there should be doctors coming out and looking at him after the match and everything. He got punted in the head and, you know, maybe it was a glancing blow. I, I don't know. It, it, it's hard. It's hard to hard to tell with this. Yeah. So yeah, did they say anything on the pay per view like about a glancing blow? Because that's why I thought they might have. I done. didn't. I, I might not have been paying attention enough to the, the commentary to catch it, but no, I didn't catch anything about it. Or like, oh, he didn't catch that kick full on. Yeah, yeah. But it's enough to take uh, down Cena. It's enough to pin him and lose the belt, but uh, he's going to be here tomorrow, no problem. <laughs> So, well, no, because the first time Triple H got kicked in the head at the WrestleMania, where it wasn't, like, as hard of a kick as Orton usually does, Triple H was back, like, the next night on Raw. Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought it was, because it honestly didn't look like the normal kick in the head. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, maybe that's it the difference. Didn't look like it. So uh, from the chat room, a Russell fan learned that Tony Ellis has a funny laugh. I finally got to catch him as in that co-host role. Wow, somebody really misses Ed McMahon um, and sleeves. And also, uh, Riz learned that a bull cutter can break out of the master lock. Mm-hmm. And it's true. There was some. I think that was him that was tweeting during the show, uh, freaking out because somebody broke the master lock. Nobody can break the master lock. Apparently, bull I don't cutters. know what you saw. Purely speculation on that count. No. So. Sword. Yes. What'd you learn? I learned, dear lunchbox. And, uh, well, of course, you know, as I mentioned before, ECW is uh, decent enough of a standalone show. Man, I miss The Rock. Man, I miss The Rock. The Rock, there, nobody else has what The Rock had. You know what I mean? Nobody today is, is rolling with the juice that The Rock had, and, and, and The Rock hasn't lost it. And I'm glad to see that he's popping up there. We, we talked about before he popped up in his uncle Afa's uh, fed, I think, in Western PA. Uh, just, just, just because, you know. And so I, I'm glad to see that, you know, maybe, maybe because he's in this comfort zone and he is in a good spot with his Hollywood career. It, you know, maybe that's why he's decided. Okay, I'm safe. I don't have to prove anything here. I can go back and 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 give my give my dues to to wrestling and pop up here and there. And and. Thank you for showing up on the 10th anniversary of SmackDown because there was no... That's the one guy. Like, yeah. You had nothing else go right on the show. The, if you had him on the show, it's fine. The phrase it SmackDown would have been wouldn't have existed True. without him. Wouldn't be as popular but today. If, if you notice, he's going by Dwayne The Rock Johnson again. Is he going by that in, in the movies and everything? Yes. Yes, because he realized Dwayne Johnson doesn't sell movies. Dwayne Johnson is not a Vin Diesel type of name, for sure. Um, And I I think, also remember, he was going more kind of the softer size roles with with the Disney movies. With uh, he did Southland Tales, which was a little bit different. Uh, I think he did a couple. He did he did an interesting role uh, in uh, was Be Cool. Or the other one, one of those. Uh, no, he was in Be Cool. He was in Be yeah, Cool. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, Shorty was the first one. That's the one I was trying to remember. Uh, and and this, you know, that's, that's that's a role where you know you're trying to get a little bit of variety and and putting out there, I'm the Rock. Uh, maybe isn't gonna fit in there too well. So and then <laughs> Dwayne Johnson gets movies like Tooth Fairy or Race the Space Mountain. From the Riz in the chat room. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's a Dwayne Johnson thing. Maybe what I mean. It, 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 have you seen him on any specific movies going by the Rock guys? Yes, uh, the second, Rundown. the Mummy, Scorpion King. Well, I mean, no, lately. I mean, him him Late, returning to lately, the name. No. So oh, I, I no. mean, these action movies he's coming up, he's going by that name. You know, are they kind of altering it depending on what movie he's in? Maybe Disney doesn't want him to go by the Rock because of the wrestling connotation. You know. Who knows? So, uh, man, Mike, what'd you learn from wrestling and Newark this this uh, this this week? You, um, can, you can make it a two parter well, if you want. Okay, well, I, I learned from Newark that um, it smells pretty bad. <laughs> but <laughs> We've all they firsthand. do have a very nice arena. Oh, good. The Rock, the Prudential Rock, isn't it? Yes, I believe so. It's a very nice arena. It really, really it's is. Brand new, isn't it? 
Yeah. It's fantastic. Oh, it's it was br- and they had um a giant jumbotron on the outside that was showing uh clips from WWE tw- classics on demand. Nice. And Mickey James was in a whole bunch of different Halloween costumes huh. nice. and it was very nice. Nice. Excellent. And from wrestling, I learned everyone on Twitter needs to follow the Iron Sheik. <gasps> no. The Iron Goddamn Sheik is on Twitter. Hold on. I will find his tweet name right now. Please, we will add it to what wrestlers say. If you guys haven't checked out, we talked about it last week. Uh, Twitter.com slash what wrestlers say, W-U-T wrestlers say. And we have everybody that we find to be a real wrestler under this account. We're retweeting some gems as we find them. Please find that. Please find that. Sorg, Sorg, yes. I have, I have his, I have his um, Twitter page up. Okay. I'm going to say his name, and then I'm going to say the last two tweets that he had today. Okay. Okay. What's his name? All right. His name is at the underscore Iron Sheik. Okay. At the Iron Sheik. Oh, uh, this isn't working. S H E I K. E I K. It's a weird. E I K. Is that really how it's spelled? I before E, except after Sheik, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay, and he's got okay. 95 following. Uh... His last two tweets. David Letterman, you no good for people in show business. You bad, and I make you humble. Mm. And the one before that. I steal the show, not like that faggot jackass David Letterman. He is a no-good son of a bitch. I fuck his ass and give him camel clutch. This can't be it. This can't be it. No, it's legit. It's legit, like on his official one. There's chicshow.com. Oh, man. legit. Oh, man. Is this link on here? legit, sir. Iron Sheik at Epsi's bio bookings. I have to... I think we're going to be contacting the Iron Sheik here shortly. Dude, all right, here, here's another one. I have my cold beer, and I relax in the Atlanta, Georgia. Fuck you, Ultimate Warrior. You are worse than the Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and man. for some reason, he really wants to fuck Sarah Silverman. <laughs> I mean, granted, I don't blame him. Yeah, but yeah. still. Yeah, granted, you know. Wow. It, it, it's it's brilliant. We're following the Iron Sheik for sure, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I just added it to. Sorry. I watched me on on the SmackDown tonight. Have a good day. Fuck you, Jake Roberts. You low life. <laughs> that is the greatest mind. That is your tweet of the week, right there. I forget everything that I put up. That beats everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that beats everything. That beats everything. Except for maybe uh, uh, Daphne Taylor Wilde and, and Hurricane Helms talking about zombies. That was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> Sir, uh, th- there are so many gems here. I just want to have like an hour-long podcast where I read the Iron Sheik's tweets. Might be worthwhile, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, good morning. I woke up happy. I have beer last night. My agent, Megan Boys, booked me for a movie. I am happy. Fuck Hulk Hogan, faggot. Nah, that can't. Nah, you. That can't be real. All in it, one tweet. I, that seems it, like. 
I believe this is real. Either that or Juggalo Jamie is a goddamn genius. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, at Bob Saget is the real comedian like Shiki Bubba. I fuck Hulk Hogan in ass and make him humble. Alright, man. Mad Mike, where can people find you on the internet? We gotta get going. They can find me looking at the Iron Sheik's <laughs> tweets. Awesome. They can find me at whitevanwithcandy.blogspot.com. Awesome. DJ Lunchbox, where are you at these days? Thoughtfulriot.com, wrestlingmayhemshow.com. And yeah, look over there for his interview with those guys we were playing earlier. I fight dragons. Soon to be coming up. Soon to be as soon as I can transcribe it because the audio failed. Oh, ouch. Probably. Um, <laughs> again, you know, be sure we like feedback. Give us lots of feedback. Uh, we have a voicemail number. Good oh, times. Yeah, that... <laughs> not yet? No, not yet. Oh, I'm sorry. 412-206-WMS0. No, no. Oh. That's 9670. And those numbers are now up on the right side. Adorning WrestlingMayhemShow.com. And you can also send emails to... Good times. At WrestlingMayhemShow.com. <laughs> I'm still doing it over there. Stupid lag. <laughs> Good times. What? <laughs> <laughs> also, please, if you're on iTunes, good times. If you're on iTunes, talk shoot, wherever you're listening to us from, please leave comments. Please leave us our feedback. Leave us your feedback for us. Let's leave us your favorite Iron Cheek tweet of the week. Yes, all that stuff. Leave us anything you dig in wrestling you want us to fucking talk about on the voicemail, on the email, on the comments. Please, we want to see it. Um, tune in next week. We got we're scheduled to interview Shima Zion, the current current. I I don't believe he lost at Saturday's show. I wasn't told. I haven't seen results yet. Uh, the supposedly current IWC heavyweight champion uh, will be on the show next week on the phone. Uh, so get your questions into any of those venues. <laughs> I'm not going to make you guys say it again. <laughs> Shit! Go check us out. PodcampPittsburgh.com We are there on early fucking sessions, unfortunately, this year. But get up early. Get over there. Party with us Saturday night and Friday night at the Meet and Greet. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, guys. It's a great deal every year. Take on Papuga's hotel room. Take Von Papuga's hotel room because William Shatner is a heartless bastard and took her money. We'll see you guys next week. This has been Wrestling Mayhem Show 188. I am in arena and I make everyone laugh. I am sorry. Lighten the fuck up. It's the internet. Thanks to all our fans out there. We really appreciate you listening. Now go and fucking tell some more people about us, huh? We'd like to thank you for helping so many reverend get their wrestling mayhem fix. That's right, talkshoe.com. Go check us out on the website. Chat with us That's live. Find out what our show is. Neil Diamond song. And the Wrestling Mayhem Show was recorded live in front of no studio audience you in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And it is a joint venture of WPAJ Radio and WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Good night, Michelle. Hold me close, young Tony Danza. Help me make it through the night Hold me close, young Tony Danza Make it all, make feel all right